What's up, Niner Nation? This is Diamond Niners Weekly. Believe it or not, this is our first episode of season four. Yes, we've been doing this going on four seasons. This is our fall preview show. Could not be more excited to bring this back to you talking about Niner baseball. Uh, as always, I'm Nick. I'm here with Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? We've got producer Brad hanging out. Hey, hey. Coach Woody. Hey, everyone. Assistant coach Toby Bicknell. Hey, guys. Number four, Bo Robinson. How's it going, fellas? All right. We're here. It's time. We got baseball going on. We want to get on the air here and bring you some baseball talk as we move into fall practice. The team has got one weekend of uh, of the team phase underneath its belt, and the coaches have gotten a chance to take a look at what they've got a little bit and see some guys working out. And so it's a perfect time to come back here and and talk about what the program's been doing this fall to get ready for the 2021 season. Kevin, can you believe we made it? We made it back to baseball. Yeah, a lot of baseball going on at the Hayes, and uh, I'm excited. It's been since March um, since we've been out there, and I'm glad to see these guys crank you back up again. So I'm going I'm to give each of you guys uh, a chance, starting with you, Woody. This is probably th- – this might be the, like the largest layoff of your baseball career, right? I mean, has it ever been this long since you weren't doing something on a baseball field? This absolutely is the longest I, I have been uh, without really being on a baseball field um, since I was probably five years old. So um, it is very – it's extremely refreshing to be back out there with the guys and the staff and, um, you know, we're just, um, if we've all learned one thing, it can all be taken away from us at any moment. So we are trying to make the most of each and every day and join each and every day. And we've been fortunate for the most part to have some really great weather here at the Hayes, um, to be out there with the guys. So, um, yeah, about five months of zoom calls and planning and prepping and protocoling and, all those things and recruiting. Um, you know, we had our opening team meeting on Sunday, September 6th. Um, we spread out our desks all over the infield, make sure we were distanced and had masks and um, had a good hour and 15 minute kind of breakdown of, you know, the ex- expectations and, and, and the meet and greets of everybody and all the new faces and those types of things and what we want to be about and how we want to go about things. So, um, it's been good. And since then, it's really just try to hit the ground running and cover as much as we possibly can throughout the course of the day and each and every day and run it back again the next day. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure B-Rob and Toby and the rest of the staff would say the same thing. Oh, your, your biggest day off? Oh, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, now, I mean, uh, obviously – we miss being around the guys and, and getting our season cut short uh, in the spring. I thought we're, we're getting ready to do some some good things and guys work their tails off. I hate to see the game get taken away from them, um, but we're all we're all lucky to be around the game. It's it's been exciting to have the kids back on campus, and I know they're excited about getting back to work. And uh, it's been been a fun couple weeks for us. Uh, but the one one thing I think I said a while back that. One thing that uh, you got to learn from from all this was, man, the family was it was awesome to be around the family a little bit more. Um, I know <clears throat> every summer you get a chance you're out there recruiting, running around like crazy, and 
and you miss out on a lot of family things. That's one thing I actually got a chance to catch up on. My two kids got a chance to watch them play a lot more baseball, which is fun for me. Uh, just to be out their games because sometimes I, I feel bad that I miss some of their games. Uh, but that was actually pretty fun to be able to go out and watch every single one of their games. My, my 10-year-old and my 15-year-old play play ball. So um, if there was a silver lining, I got a chance to do that. But uh, I think we're all ready to get back to normal. Uh, we love the game and have a passion for the game. Um, so we're excited to get back out here and try to help these guys get better and, and uh, hopefully have a special year coming up. <clears throat> Now, Bo, last spring there was some video out there of, of your son hitting in the driveway, and and he yeah. was he was getting the ball across the street into the neighbor's yard. <laughs> you have to figure that after working with with Bo Rob for a summer, by now he's probably hitting it over the neighbor's house. Right? <laughs> well, so, sometimes when I, one thing I've heard over the years, and and doing uh, a lot of lessons and being at academies and all that stuff like that, I, I've learned a lot of things that sometimes your kids don't listen to you if you're their dad. So, uh, so that's been, been pretty, pretty funny. I, I think the college kids probably listen to me a little bit more than my own kids sometimes, but at the end of the day, it's about having fun. I know my 10 year old, he, he has a blast with it. He's a catcher. We're trying to throw the catcher's gear on him. And, uh, and I keep telling him he's got to be, be a tough son of a gun to be back there. And, and, uh, he's responding to it, but, uh, luckily I've got some really cool neighbors and they allow us to go out there and goof off sometimes and hit balls in their yard and hopefully don't mess up their grass too much. Kevin, you feeling that? You feeling that uh, coach dad relationship thing? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, definitely. <laughs> don't know listen at all. Um, in fact, yeah, we went to minor baseball camp, I guess, and he's like, "Yeah, they told me this, this, and this." And like, "Well, yes, son. Uh, yeah, I've been telling you that for like two years." <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but when 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 they when when the staff tells you it's it's for real. Yeah, they got a little more oomph behind them than, than I do. <laughs> <laughs> now, Toby, I know this has been your longest layoff, but what I really want to know is, is this the longest you've gone without wearing high socks, or did you find yourself during this long layoff just putting the high socks on and walking around the house anyway? I, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a long time to go without high socks. I did not. Um, all my stuff was still here. So at the field, we couldn't come back to the field, but you definitely missed. I mean, we got to – you missed the game. I, I mean, you got to – end of May, June, and you're, you know, I think I told, I told Coach Woodard one time, I was like, you know, I, I, I thought I handled March and April fairly well, and then in the month of May, it was like, I told Woody, I was like, dude, I, I need to go somewhere. I need to go watch a game, because <clears throat> obviously that's how we spend our summers, but it's just good to be back on the field with the guys. Um, this is a fun group, and I think you guys are enjoy watching them play. Awesome. Well, what we want to do tonight is uh, is spend some time talking about that group. Um, for uh, for those of you that, that follow the, the Twitter feed at Diamond Niners, um, I, I know that you guys probably saw the write up uh, on the roster that that uh, our our Diamond Niner Report recruiting director Kevin Harward <laughs> put together. Um, so if you if you've had a chance to take a look at that, if not, go surf over there to our uh, to DiamondNinerReport.com. Check it out. Uh, we're going to kind of use that tonight as uh, as a way to walk through this. Um, Kevin, why don't you um, why don't you get us started and kind of got us got us through, and we'll have the coaching staff talk about this uh, this squad they've assembled. All right, um, like we started out in the in the the write up there um, behind the plate. We uh, last year we had two guys um, two guys returning from last year's squad behind the plate uh, with Jacob Whitley and Craig Keichel. Uh, um, brought in a few new catchers. Uh, you guys want to go ahead and go through 
who we got coming back behind the plate and who we added to the roster as far as uh, who's working out there now during the fall and uh, what you kind of expect from the, the catcher position um, this fall. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, like you mentioned, we have Whitley and Keigel back. I mean, both just, you know, awesome makeup guys, leaders, workers, um, bring it each and every single day. Um, their motors are extremely high. And um, so it's great having them back. Um, they're certainly both off, you know, offensive in their abilities. Um, both have worked really, really hard over the course of the summer to um, improve arm strengths and continue to, to you know, improve their skill sets. So, um, yeah, I mean, two scrimmages in, it's been great seeing those guys back. Um, obviously, Keiko played some right field for us as well. So he's, he's kind of a dual threat uh, for us defensively. Um, and then we've added, we've added three catchers um, to the mix as well. This year, the first one I'll lead off with is uh, Martin Zelenka uh, from the Czech Republic. He's a true freshman and just a big, big physical, really hard worker, really just a, a great kid who's been a sponge. You know, these first 13 days we've been together, um, you know, there's there's so many obstacles for an international player to, to come over and, and get here and, you know, but then to come here and play a position like catcher where you're, you're learning pitchers and you're learning their stuff. And, um, you know, I haven't seen anything as far as a language barrier or anything like that. I mean, he's, he's really come in and, and done a great job um, in terms of just, um, you know, learning the, learning the staff and working. And he's got, he's got some, he's got tools. Like I mentioned, he's a big, strong, physical kid, really good arm. Um, you know, um, working with, um, you know, our coaching staff and, and, each and every day and skill and just refining kind of some of the smaller things, but, um, you know, certainly in the mix, um, with, with, with the guys that are returning, the guys we've got coming in, um, the other catchers I'll talk about are, are Aaron McKeithen, who's a junior college transfer from uh, Manatee. And previously before there, he was at Tulane, but he's a North Carolina kid. He's from TC Roberson, um, fellow teammate with another player, uh, incoming transfer, Will Butcher, who we'll talk about later. Um, but, but Aaron is, I mean, he's just a baseball player. Like he is, his brother's like coordinator for the Philadelphia Phillies organization. Um, you know, really high baseball IQ in terms of seeing the game and, and being around the game. Um, so I've just been really, really impressed with his handling of the pitching staff since he's been here. Um, really, really good, really, really good receiver, strong arm, um, and love his swing. I mean, his barrel stays in the zone for a long time. So even, you know, um, catching or DHing or, you know, you know, his, his bat's got a, way, a chance to be in our lineup, um, you know, whether he's behind the plate or not. Um, so he's, he's been a really fun addition here so far and getting to see him play. And then Tyler Cotton, who's a true freshman from Grafton High School in Virginia, um, just a really strong uh, blue-collar kid who is uh, really strong, got, got a really strong arm, um, and – I feel like every time I see Tyler Cotton right now, if it's not catching and catching gear, it's in the weight room. You know, I mean, that's, there's just things you kind of stick out when, you know, over the course of the day and you've got a team and, and, you know, what I, what I, every time I see Tyler, he's in gear or he's in the weight room and he's always got like a jug of water with him trying to make sure he's hydrated. And, uh, you know, he's, he's already, think, I think he's already put on eight pounds since he's been here. I mean, he's just, He's a strong kid, so it's great having him. They're all all five have you know skill sets we feel like are gonna are gonna help us and 
create a really competitive environment for our catchers. I'd have to say that um, this is probably our first player we've recruited from the Czech Republic. Uh, can you guys give a little background on his recruiting process and uh, how he ended up from Czech, came from Czech Republic to ended up at uh, at Charlotte? Yeah, um, <clears throat> with, with Zelenka, that was obviously a, a little different recruiting scenario, obviously, um, but it was actually a lot of fun. I got a chance to learn a little bit more about the international recruiting. That is for sure going through uh, compliance and up top and the amount of hoops and hurdles you got to jump through to do that. But uh, Mike Griffin, uh, who's a good friend of ours, a good friend of the program, uh, he actually runs an academy called Pro 5 um, out there in the Raleigh area. Well, he does um, – he goes and works with the Czech national team overseas uh, every every summer. And, um, and obviously he came back to Pro 5, uh, obviously let us know about the kid that was over there um, and Zelenka was able to actually play with the Pro 5 group for a couple weeks at a time. Uh, so he has actually been to the States and actually played in the showcase circuit um, along with a, a lot of other players that are obviously in North Carolina. Um, but he was one of those guys where we got a chance to see him, got a chance to see him work out, um, saw a lot of video on him. Um, obviously, we didn't get a chance to see a whole lot of games. But we saw a whole lot of video on him. And uh, everything stood out as far as physicality. Obviously, he's got a plus arm. He's got a he's got an absolute rifle for an arm. Uh, but he's got quickness with the bat. He's got bat speed. He's physical. The ball jumps off his bat. And um, so it was kind of a no-brainer for us. I know that we needed to find a catcher in that class, and it's hard to find an incoming freshman sometimes. It's already in good physical shape, ready to handle the load of catching at the college level. Um, and also, physically, he was ready to play early on. So... Um, it was a pretty unique recruiting process, but uh, I have to give a shout out to Mike Griffin who helped us out with that. He's a good friend of ours ready to handle that uh, gave us his name. And then obviously we did our research and background on him and, and everything that they gave us in terms of video. It all checked the boxes on what we need to have at the Conference, US le uh, Conference USA level and the competition that we're playing at. Uh, but it's been a great pickup for us. There's no doubt about that. Um, in terms of uh, finding a guy that comes in as a freshman physically ready to play. He also actually played on the Czech national team. Um, so that's obviously a pretty cool uh, little thing to throw in there. I mean, he's used to being around older guys. He's a very mature kid, very smart kid, obviously to learn the new language um, here in the States. And, and he's doing well in school so far. And, and there has not been a language barrier at all, but he's been used to being around older guys and catching really good pitchers over there on the Czech national team. It travels all over the world to play. So he's got a lot of uh, tread on his tires, even though he's only a freshman in college. Well, he, he might be too young for this, but uh, I know we scrimmaged the Czech Republic team for a fall scrimmage a few years back. He wasn't on that team. at the He time. was not on that team. He was not on that team that year. Um, but we have played them in, in an exhibition game here at, at, uh, at the Hayes before. Um, but he was not on that, that current team. But that's the relationship that we have with Mike Griffin that kind of set a lot of that stuff up for us in the future. Uh, matter of fact, they got a couple other players that we're, that we're talking to and, and have interest in that are basically come from that same program over there in the Czech Republic. Now, I will say this. I know my phone bill went up uh, quite a bit with uh, those being international calls, but uh, that's all right, man. We got us a really good player. He's a great kid. My goodness, he's been working his tail off. He's, he's a sponge, like Coach Woodard said. Um, he's soaking it all in, and he's only going to keep getting better every day he shows up at the yard. You know, Coach, as a as a connoisseur of of fine walk up music, 
<laughs> having a, a player from the Czech Republic has some interesting potential to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he's going to go with. That, that's a good question. You know, I, I, I mean, I think it could be something different. You know, I mean, yeah. this, this. I already asked him. He said he's going with like something Czech. So. <laughs> oh, that too. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Walk up music has kind of it's kind of devolved into almost so many things sound alike these days. But you need to make a statement, and and something something that no one understands would be, well, it would be like it, it might be the most unrecognizable thing since Jonah Patton. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, so and fitting. and fitting love jonah um now i don't want to who was was with with the two we have uh with mckeithen and cotton who who was primary on on those guys well tyler cotton uh came to our camp in the fall and so we all had a chance to see cotton and then um you know like everything i mean we're talking recruiting pretty much every day but cotton was at camp and he you know, he throws, I think he's, he throws the ball 80 or better from behind the plate from the crouch. He's got real arm strength. He's got tremendous bat speed. You know, he's, he's a tough kid, you know, just to give you an idea when, when we were talking to him, I mean, he's, he hasn't said it's definitely what he's going to do, but he's got interest in being a Navy SEAL when he graduates from college, um, depending on what happens, you know, for his opportunities professionally. Um, and if, you know, you add that in, that, that makes a lot of sense when you start talking about Coach Woodard, seeing him in the weight room or in catcher's gear all the time. Uh, he's um, he's an extremely hard worker. And then uh, Aaron McKeithen, you know, Bo had a relationship with him before, and then we, we knew that he transferred from Tulane. And so, you know, we're, we're always, you know, we're always looking for guys that, that played primary positions in the middle of the field. And, um, you know, Bo kept in contact with him all fall, and then I think during the season, yeah, during the season, I flew down to Florida and I saw him play twice. So if you guys remember, you probably didn't see me at, at as many games in the spring, but uh, flew down there and seen him and he caught real well. He's caught high-end arms at the junior college level and obviously also at Tulane. He's an outstanding student. And, you know, like what he was saying, he's, um, you know, he comes from a lot of baseball stock, you know, baseball family, you know, his family's in the game and guys are instructing, so... He's got a really good head on his shoulders. And he, he's another one, too, where his dad played here for UNC Charlotte back in the early 80s, I believe. Um, so he's got uh, a little 49er blood in him to begin with. So it's pretty neat. And that's kind of how the whole process got started years ago when he was in high school and the communication that I had with him. Um, but obviously, he's a, he's a really good pickup for us. Um, in terms of uh, not only defensively, but he's, he's a very good hitter and very advanced hitter at uh, this level um, as we speak. So he's, he's, he's another one. He's kind of banged up a little bit right now with his knee. Uh, so he missed the scrimmage on Saturday, but he, he's a really good quality player, older guy, can really handle the pitching staff and, and all that stuff like that. So he's a great one to have on the roster and obviously in, in the, on the club. <clears throat> so what you're saying, Bo, is that, that Mark Cologne definitely knows his dad. I'm sure he does. <laughs> Mark Cologne knows everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, especially when you start talking about '80s '80s baseball players. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's this is wheelhouse. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, and and so we, we 
like we, we mentioned here is the we've got this group of newcomers, but we've got these veterans that are kind of anchoring the group because you've got uh, you've got a guy in Jacob Whitley who's played who's been behind the, the plate for a lot of uh, a lot of games in a Niner uniform, been around the program for a number of years. Um, and you know what you, you've got with him. He's going to bring uh, what he brings to the table. And then you've got Craig that, that can go. Or pardon me, I said it wrong. Craig. Um, you've got Craig who can play who can play back there, but was kind of gravitating maybe towards right field as well. So what I'm hearing is is and what I'm seeing here is is options. A lot of competition. Yep. A lot of competition. Good stuff. Well, why don't we um, why don't we we shift away from um, from catcher and go around around the horn here, and we'll move over to uh, move over to first base where we've got some guys returning, some new guys coming in as well. Um, <clears throat> We saw uh, we saw David McCabe work a lot at first base um, last year. Of course, McCabe moved all around a little bit, but McCabe seemed to settle in at first base. Uh, and it looks like Will Butcher may also be coming in and, and spending some, you know, getting some reps at first base as well. But I'll let, let you guys kind of kind of you know give us a lay land on that. Yeah, I mean, I think people who everyone who saw McCabe play last last spring recognized that he's an elite defender and. Um, had the ability to play to help us at first base, third base, and then and then shortstop um, for a good bit uh, before the season was cut short. And yeah, I mean he's he he can play anywhere. He's got probably our best arm on the team, probably our best hands on the team. So um, you know he's certainly going to be somewhere somewhere on the field for us um, uh, in 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 twenty twenty one. So, but then you got Raffy back, you know, you got Raffy back who's, um, he, gosh, he works, he's working so hard at first base and he's gotten so much better. Um, everybody, you know, who knows our program knows he's a, you know, what kind of a threat he is offensively, but I mean, he, he shows up every day with, you know, the intent to, to be the best defender he can be. So, and, you know, that's a credit to him and, and we need him to be. So, um, he's worked extremely hard um, combined with, I think he's had our highest exit velo off the bat at 114 and he's in love with the weight room. So you're going to give a senior another year to get even stronger then you know, some good things can happen. So he's a great kid and um, just, you know, he brings, he brings a lunch pail to work every day and um, he, just, he just seems like he's having a lot of fun being back. So, um, but then you mentioned Will Butcher and Butch is uh um, you know, just a really, really nice addition, um, you know, sort of a late ad by our coaching staff here, um, and kind of an interesting story. Um, but just a great kid who, um, you know, if you got, if you show up for BP, it's going to be a show. Um, he, he's got some serious light tower power and, um, and then he is, he's all in on trying to be the best corner infielder he can be for us as well. So, uh, I mean, that's, it's going to be a reoccurring theme and we preach pitching and defense here each and every day. And our players know that um, certainly their bats can get them into the lineup, but um, for our players, they understand that to stay in the lineup, they're going to have to play defense at a high level. Um, so, you know, he's, he's bought in and he's completely changed his body from, you know, even a year ago to um, certainly in high school, which is, you know, which you have to do with hard work. So it's a credit to him and his makeup for getting here and, you know, we really like those guys over at first base. And and how you mentioned you mentioned that that Will that Butcher was was and and although I think there was some video out there today, right? I think you guys tweeted some video of, of Butcher. <laughs> and, 
Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of an ongoing thing that we we do it every day. When when Butch does something good, we'll we'll say it, do it, Butch. <laughs> uh, so it's it's kind of it's kind of funny, but uh, he I tell you what, man, that he, he's just a, a great guy to be around. He's happy all the time. Um, a great team guy already, I can tell. Uh, but the one thing I've been very impressed with, because I know we got him from NC State, and I know those guys over there pretty well, and and we did our background research on on Will, and and those guys had nothing but good things to say about him as a person. But uh, I think Will will tell you too that the biggest thing he needs to work on is his defense. And just to kind of give you how cool it was today, I mean, obviously we all know that he can hit and, and he can pummel fastballs and all that stuff like that, and, and he's going to be an elite hitter, but. Uh, one thing I was impressed with today, the guy came up to me and asked if he can get extra work on defense. And I I probably had him for about 20 or 30 minutes uh, extra work with him. And he probably took about 150 ground balls a day. I mean, not not all fungos, but he was working on his hands, uh, working on picking balls out of the dirt. I mean, it's he's going to be a relentless worker. And that's one thing that I know that bodes well for all of our guys. I mean, not just showing up for practice, but what can you do extra to make yourself better. I mean, if there is a deficiency in whatever part of your game that there is, are the guys going to put in the time to, to make that, that whatever the weakness may be, make and turn it into a strength. And and he's been doing that pretty much every day. I mean, he's wearing me out, which I love it because I'd obviously much rather be on the field working with guys and in here trying to figure out the computer stuff and all that stuff like that. Uh, thank goodness for Sydney sometimes. But uh, I, but he wants to get out there and get, get extra work in every day, and he's working hard on his defense. He's already come a long way in a couple weeks. Um, but it, it's not uh, going to be a, from a lack of effort because he, he wants to be a good defensive player, and you can already see huge strides already with him. Um, and he's obviously a really good bat, and, and we got obviously good options over there at first base with Raffy. I mean, I love him to death. I mean, some gun can hit. I mean, the ball jumps off his bat and gives us a left-handed option. Butcher gives us a right-handed option. And then uh, obviously a guy like McCabe who, who's come a long way in a year uh, man, he's a great defensive player, but his swing's gotten better. It's, he's actually repeating his swing. He's gotten a little bit more consistent, and, and that's the biggest thing that we're looking for because we know what he can do offensively too when he starts getting hot. I mean, we've all seen that before, um, but the big thing is just, just being consistent. But all three of those guys work. They're getting after it. You know, obviously, all help us in some capacity in, over the course of the season. Um, so it's been great being around those guys. Now, we, you know, we have, you know us, we have spies everywhere. We we heard that that uh, over the weekend that that McCabe may have parked a ball somewhere well 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 out in right field. I mean I I don't I don't know if anybody got hurt over at softball. <laughs> but, um, it's it, definitely in there when when he when he when he repeats his swing. It's definitely in there. I mean he he's got serious power too. Obviously a big frame, uh, but the luxury that he has he's a switch hitter. So that um, it's. It's actually really good for him. I mean, he's always going to have a good matchup, whether he's facing a lefty or a righty. Um, but uh, he, he's gotten a lot better over the course of the year. He worked his tail off, I'll say, from McCabe. He worked his tail off during that during the COVID time and uh, really changed his body. He's gotten in better shape. He's actually moving around better. He's, he's faster and uh, seems like he's more fast twitch now. I mean, he's got more quickness with the bat. I mean, you can tell he used his time wisely and got after it over the break. I mean, he's, he's coming here ready to go. There's no doubt about that. You know, a lot of these guys, and McCabe falls in that category with with the summer baseball situation. Um, so many guys didn't get to see, you know, really didn't get to see quality live at bats 
That's right. Because McCabe was going to play up in Canada, and then they kept that kind of kept delaying and delaying and delaying. Yeah. They eventually just canceled their whole season. Well, that's true because we actually had uh, McCabe was going to be in Asheboro. He's going to play in the CPL. Then um, they canceled the team um, or canceled the season in Asheboro in the CPL. And then he ended up going home and was thinking about trying to play in the league back home in Canada. And they were having issues with that up there. So what he ended up doing was working out in an indoor facility and doing live at-bats against pro arms. Um, so he was actually getting a chance to see really, really good arms and uh, got a chance to work out with a strength guy. And that's, uh, to be honest with you, it's actually been really good because he, he's come in ready to go and he's fully prepared and his swing looks good. He's repeating his swing a lot better. And, and obviously we know what he can do defensively. I mean, he's got great hands and great feet, and that's a tribute to him really putting the time in last year that uh, it's kind of second nature for him. We know he's a really good defender. <clears throat> so how did that, you mentioned that, that, uh, that butcher was a, was a late ad. Um, how does, how did some, how does something like that come together? Now what's, what's the process look like when, um, you know, th- this off season was unlike anything else we've ever seen, but you know, guys are kind of looking for spots and then, you know, how, how does that, how does that unfold? Well, you're checking the portal, uh, the NCAA portal. And so checking that pretty much every day and whether it's me or Bo or both of us at the same time and you're checking the portal and you see Will Butcher go in and you text Bo Rob and, you know, Bo Rob remembers him from high school and, you know, one thing leads to another and start figuring out if, you know, for, for Will, it became a really good situation academically. Uh, It made a lot of sense for him to come here right away. And so, you know, you have a conversation, um, and Bo obviously talked to him a lot too, but you start having the conversation of, you know, is is this going to be in your best interest academically to come straight here? And, and if so, you know, going through the waiver process, which are, um, you know, our compliance office with Scott Bird and, and, and Mark Lacey were great this summer. And, you know, they heard from us a lot, but, uh, you know, that's, that's just another one that you start talking, you know, it helps start the conversation. Um, but we were definitely checking the, the transfer portal a good bit during the COVID. You mentioned that, that transfer portal. We were kind of monitoring um, updates through Twitter, like as far as how many names were in it. And it sounded like it got the, the highest number I saw. You might have seen you were, you were way more in it than I was. But I, I think at one point it was over 2,000 names in the transfer portal this summer, wasn't it? There, there were a lot. Um, you know, it's, um, year to year it's going to change. But, you know, there's, you're going to have a certain level of attrition at, you know, in college baseball you know, for a lot of different reasons. So um, there was definitely, it was one of the, you know, it was one of those times this summer I know where you really needed to check it daily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just with everything going on, I mean, everything added up with, with college baseball this summer, the extra year of eligibility that we talked about last spring that that got approved and then the draft being shortened and everything. I mean, this, it just adds up to, to there being lots of guys looking for, looking for places to play. You are correct. Um, so why don't we let's see how to break this up because it, it's so interesting, Kevin. When we when we look at you did such a beautiful job on this write up. We have so many guys that are interchangeable at positions. Um, what do you think? You want to you want to take it as far as as middle infielders or I, I want to just <clears throat> let's just go with infielders. We got a lot of versatility. It looks like yeah, um, let's just finish out the rest of the infield. It's a huge group of guys. So we, let's just talk about them. This is tough, and especially with the shift, you got to be you got to be interchangeable, right? Uh, rest of the infield, we got Carson Johnson uh, uh, returning for his, I guess, extra senior year. Um, 
He's been uh, been at second base for us for the past two years. He got seventy games under his belt as a, as a Niner, so a lot of experience coming back. Um, I know he's uh, had a little shoulder um, issue in the offseason, been working on. Uh, but then we bring in a lot of versatile guys um, to, in the recruiting class. Uh, you guys want to talk about the rest of the infield? Go through kind of what you guys are seeing uh, across the around the diamond. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, Miral works with him, so I'll let him kind of you know get into kind of the the details of it. But just from from my perspective, you know, obviously, uh, pitching coach also, so I'm certainly excited to to see and work with the arms like that first day. But I'll tell you, um, there was a lot of things I was looking forward to with this with this recruiting class and and this team. Uh, but seeing seeing these infielders for the first time that first day, we got got to see them out there and, and working together. That might've been the thing I was probably most, most anxious about and most like excited to see because we're it's just, it's such a versatile, like you mentioned, versatile group, athletic group. Um, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're awesome kids. You know, we've got, you know, we've got transfers, we've got junior college, we've got freshmen, you know, so we've got a little bit of kind of different levels of experience and experiences. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you've got a couple of transfers and uh, Austin Knight and um, Jack Dragon and Thomas Caulfield, um, all coming from Warrior schools, um, and then you know, two of them going JUCO and one coming straight from Tennessee, and you know, so they they've been they've been a big addition for us right away, and then you've got some you know some younger guys and and DeFranco and, and Riley and Gruber and Furman you know, that are also, um, you know, having their, their first go around at college experience and they've, they've all certainly held their own and been looking great so far. So it is, uh, it's been, it's been really fun. That's probably my outside of the pitching staff, which is kind of my, my deal. Uh, that's probably the group of guys, um, and no disrespect to the catchers, the outfielders, anything like that. But it's, uh, that to me is just, it's exciting to see those guys get after it on the, it's not really dirt, but kind of dirt each and every day. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Bo, Bo, Rob, what are you what are you seeing working with uh, working with the infielders? What um, what's what's catching your what's catching your attention? Well, uh, I'll I'll say this: those those guys, man, they they um, we got we got ten infielders right now with um, with all the guys that are coming back. Obviously, Carson Johnson's another one. Uh, that obviously lo- love that kid to death. He's worked his tail off, just a scrappy uh, ball player, and he's obviously had a really good career here at Charlotte and gotten a lot of big hits for us, made a lot of big plays and done a lot of special things. We're hoping that he's going to get back healthy again and get back on the field. Um, and now kind of move on and just kind of go down the line a little bit. Uh, we've got Austin Knight. I mean, he, he's the transfer that we got uh, from Tennessee, and Toby did a good job on that one. Um, when his name hit the portal, we knew that that was somebody that we had to pursue and go after. Um, really good player. I mean, he's got great hands, guys. I mean, it, he's he moves around. He's real smooth. He's got great actions, um, an accurate arm. Um, and the one thing that uh, we uh, we used kind of our synergy, some of our uh, technology stuff that we use for our scouting service, we kind of used that to scout him and also recruit him. So it was kind of good to play for Tennessee because I don't think he played against us the day that we played Tennessee at Tennessee. But we were able to go back on Synergy and see a lot of his game film. And uh, we knew defensively he was going to be ready to play when he got here. Uh, saw a few things we wanted to work on offensively. And, and to his credit, 
Um, he actually made some really good adjustments once he left Tennessee and went into summer ball and made some good mechanical adjustments uh, to where he actually ended up being, I think, what player of the year or offensive player of the year in his uh, summer league. So it was great for him to go out and play this summer. He obviously got a lot better. Um, obviously a really good hitter. He's been taking really good batting practice and going to get some big hits for us. I think he's just got a really good swing, but he can really catch the ball, move his feet. He's really smooth. Um, Jack Dragon's another one, uh, just going down the infield list. Uh, we got him out of Lewisburg, but he's a transfer from UVA. Um, and we kind of had a contact with a good friend of mine, Billy Funk, uh, who used to coach at Wingate, and now he is uh, the kind of recruiting coordinator at Lewisburg. He, he gave me the name um, of Jack very early on, and we knew that we needed to get out there to go see him. Uh, obviously, during the spring, Toby Toby went out there and watched him play, and it sounds like he played lights out out there. But he's another one that we were able to watch on Synergy, too, as well, when he was playing for Virginia. Uh, so we kind of used that as a recruiting tool. Um, but Toby went out there and said he moved around, played great defense. Same thing as Hyde. I mean, they got he got good hands, too. He's got a really strong arm. I mean, his ball's got good carry. I mean, he's got a plus arm. He actually pitches some, too. I mean, he touches 90 miles an hour. Um, so, obviously, he's got a plus arm, but uh, he's also a really good offensive threat, too. He's got some pop in his bat. Um, so, it'll be it'll be fun watching those guys run around uh, playing defense. But he's another one that's really smooth, got good hands, makes all the plays. Um, just kind of moving on down the list, we got uh, Gino Groover. Um, he's one of those guys that um, we actually saw him play at the Hayes summer. Um, he played on a team uh, with Leland Maddox, a good friend of program used to be a, a scout in Cincinnati Reds and and um so he's he's obviously a, uh, helped us out tremendously on that one because Gino was from Atlanta Georgia but he played on a team that was in North Carolina and uh it didn't take long for me to watch him play I think I've told y'all that story before that he put on an absolute show out here with a wood bat against a ACC arm that was committed to the ACC and uh and <laughs> And then smoked three balls, and it didn't take me very long to say that's a guy that we have to have. And and uh, he's only gotten bigger, stronger, and better from a year and a half ago. Uh, but he can really swing the bat. He's got elite bat speed. Um, the Cincinnati Reds are actually going to take him uh, in the draft, and, and he turned that down to come to Charlotte to come play. Um, so he's a shortstop, can move to second base. I mean, he's another one's got good hands. Um, really athletic, and uh, but he has elite bat speed. I mean, his, his bat – Definitely plays. Bo, we saw you right after you saw Bruce. Yes, you did. And we saw yeah. you. And and you, you, we, we were like, hey, what's going on, Bo? He says, I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> I just came from the haze, and there's a guy over there that's just hitting balls over the trees, yeah. and I offered him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And we, we brought him on campus, and uh, his, his family is phenomenal people. Uh, they're great people. Dad, His dad actually played for the Harlem Globetrotters, which is a pretty, pretty cool fact. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's that's pretty pretty cool, uh, but it, the day that uh, he played out here, it didn't take long to see what he's capable of doing. And uh, we took him on a visit, showed him around. He loved the place. Uh, obviously, I have a good relationship with Leland Maddox, and that definitely helped out the calls. And then he pretty much pulled the trigger like a day or two later. Um, so, but he he can probably play about anywhere he wants to play um, defensively, and and uh, obviously a really good player. Uh, the Reds don't need him. I mean, what's what that? Do with him anyway. The Reds don't need him. <laughs> that's right. It's a good pickup for us. That's for sure. Uh, Dante DeFranco is another one um, that we got out of the Pro 5 uh, organization, um, that, that academy. Uh, really good player. Uh, scrappy son of a gun. I know Toby and I watched him 
play on our campus. Um, and he, he played his tail off. I know we were recruiting him the year before that. He actually held himself back uh, to get an extra year of eligibility on the recruiting side, and he got bigger, he got stronger, and uh, seems like he's always in the right place, just really good defender, good hands, accurate arm, strong arm, changed his body, got stronger, and uh, obviously has really good barrel awareness. Uh, I think he's got a chance to be a really good player, and he's done really good things here since he's been here. I mean, turns a really good double play, understands all the feeds and the pivots and just a really fundamentally sound player. Um, and also we got uh, Thomas Caulfield. I mean, we got obviously Coach Woodard can probably talk about him a little bit more, maybe that story, uh, but he's done a really good job. He's another one that's a shortstop that transferred from Chapel Hill, went to Pitt Community College. Toby and I both went out to go see him play out there at Pitt Community College, and he did really well in front of both of us. Um, obviously a left-handed hitter. He can kind of float around and play shortstop, second base, and even some third base. Uh, so he's a good addition. He actually uh, won our quap chart this past weekend, which is our, our hitting chart. So he's, he's made huge strides offensively already, and he's, and he's always willing to learn and listen, and he's, he's excited about uh, the program and, and the player development stuff. And uh, him and his dad, are, they, they wanted to be here at Charlotte because they, they felt like they could get better. So that's been – been outstanding and he, he's been awesome to be with uh, a great kid um nate Furman um is another one um and toby if you want to talk about nate a little bit um <laughs> that little son gun makes me work really hard i know that he's out here for extra work and early work um and and woody calls it he's got omaha makeup I and mean, he's that type of kid that's gonna get his hands dirty he wants to get out there and get extra work all the time and, and i like i said i love those type of guys it's kind of an old throwback type player and just a scrappy son of a gun and just fundamentally sound going to be in the right place at the right time. And uh, obviously good barrel awareness and very good play discipline, had a good summer in the SCBL. Um, so he played against some college level competition in the SCBL before he got here. So that definitely helped out um, his development for sure. Uh, but Toby, if you want to talk about, talk about Nate a little bit. Yeah. Nate, Nate came to camp um, because coach Woodard had a relationship with his travel coach, uh, Zoom with Zoom Baseball and so Nate came down, he played for the Canes American with Jeff Petty and those guys and um, you know, he was still available last fall so he came down, came to a camp and you know when you're recruiting high school kids junior college kids, whoever it is, you know kids that look you in the eye I don't know if there's a better recruit that I've ever met that had better eye contact than Nate Furman and then he got out on the field, started flying all over the field and um, as Coach Woodard would say, he's got Omaha makeup. He's just he's just one of those guys. Uh, I think our first day that we had a practice on the weekend, I showed up, and it, you know, usually me and me and Bo or one of us is the first guy here. Um, a lot of times, you know, because Bo's always getting here early to work with hitters, and I I pulled up, and there was a pair of cleats, a glove, and a hat sitting outside the gate down by the the indoor player development facility. And, you know, of course, it was Nate Furman's. He's already left his cleats there because the gate wasn't open yet, which I don't know that that ever happens um, when we haven't already opened the gate. Nate Furman's already opened the training room, getting treatment so that he can be early to work with Bo Rob on a Saturday morning. And, you know, I said, I said, hey, Nate, I said, uh, I said, I saw you beat me to the yard today. I said, that, that rarely happens. You know, players usually don't beat me to the yard. He goes, coach, you better get used to it. So uh, that's been true, but. Yeah, he's an awesome kid. Fun to be around. 
he he works his tail off. That's there's no doubt about that. So, and the last guy I got on the infield is, is Chandler Riley, which we all know he's a local kid uh, from Cox Mill High School right up the road. Uh, he's been committed to us, good gracious, for well over a year probably. And um, but just a great kid. I mean, obviously he works uh, with Aaron Bray. Um, basically, Aaron Bray kind of took him under his wing. I think he did a lot of lessons with him offensively, defensively, and also played for Bray uh, in the SCBL. And uh, so he was another one that got a chance to get uh, to play against some college competition over the summer, which helped him develop and get better. And uh, he's been doing great since he's been here. Um, uh, the big thing with him is we know that he can definitely hit. He's always hit. Uh, we're going to keep working on the defense and keep working hard on that side of the ball like we are with everybody. Um, but he's obviously coming in, had good instruction from Aaron Bray, and and uh, he's definitely a guy that's uh, got a, a bright future ahead of him. I mean, he works his tail off, has got a good swing. Uh, we saw him a couple years ago, obviously, at his high school, and and uh, we ended up picking him up when he played in the uh, Futures game up in Indianapolis, which obviously he's a local kid, but we end up hopefully locking that thing up when – we saw him play in Indianapolis where he absolutely went off and swung the bat really well. And and uh, I know I was banging down the door uh, to Coach Ibs at that point in time about this kid we definitely need to get on campus. And and uh, obviously anytime we can get local kids and Charlotte products uh, on campus, that's always a good thing for us. And uh, we're excited about his player development future. Uh, I think he's going to be a heck of a ball player too as well. The one, I, just to echo what you guys have said, not that, not that I can add anything of, of value. That's not really what I do. Uh, but I did get to see uh, a number of these guys play. Kevin Kevin and I hit some SCBL games um, this summer, and Furman was, was one of the guys that, that I probably ended up seeing the most, along with, with the guys that were playing for, for Coach Bray. Um, but, yeah, Furman, Furman just has that. I mean, he's that guy that's, that's always dirty. You know, he's just he's, he's jumping, he's diving for diving for a loose ball. You know, he's he's diving for for ground ball. He's sliding into a base. He's just doing something, and and every team needs a guy like that. And it'd be really, it's gonna be really cool to watch him grow and mature um, as a, as a ball player because um, he's just one of those guys that you want to have. You want him on your team, and if he's on the other team, you probably you, you might not like him because yeah. he's working hard. <laughs> Yeah, there's no question. Um, you know, I, I agree in, in everything that you're out until you said about this group of guys and, and um, you know, I mean, they are, they're all, they're all game changers in my opinion. I mean, they all bring, they all bring stuff to the table. Um, you know, whether it's, whether it's defensively, offensively, both their speed, left-handed hitters, right-handed hitters. I mean, it's, it is a really fun group to watch each and every day at practice and they push one another to be better. And that's fun to see. Yeah, we got to see uh, we had to see uh, Chandler Riley hit a hit a walk off in the SCBL playoffs up in Mooresville. We got some video of that. We linked it for you guys if you missed it. That was, yep. that was he's he's got some, he's got some clutch in him. He had he had he had some good at bats this weekend for us for sure. He can hit. Let, let me just say that that the SCBL, I mean, the SCBL probably saved the summer just for me. <laughs> because they were playing and, and yeah. you could see baseball games and you could check out guys and i mean that little setup they got i don't know if y'all have ever seen it but that little setup they got up in mooresville um they were they were rocking and rolling up there that was that was that was fun 
most probably probably most fun I had this summer, which is kind of sad, but still probably most fun I had this summer was that was that night and that walk off, Kevin. And what, when did he hit that? I mean, what time was it? Was it like it was after midnight when he hit that thing? About one a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in a ballpark, and and there's bright. It's it's kind of situated there. There's there's houses. There's there's neighborhood right around it, and the bright lights are on. It's one a.m. and and the game's still going on, and people yelling, and just well, that's good. He's he's primed and ready to play in the the conference tournament because there's no telling what time those games might be. Playing. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly that. what we said. We said we felt like it was a conference tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, man, that's that's good stuff. Um, All right, we'll jump out to the outfield now. Yeah, I guess I guess that was fun. I guess we talk about outfield now. <laughs> calm, calm squad. Squad, that's right, the squad. Yeah, the squad. And, and squad. Before we go any further, you know, shout out to hashtag Squad Mom, who I know is listening. She's she's Team Mom Angie Wood, always giving her props. I know she's listening, so we'll give give props to Squad Mom. But this uh, this outfield group is uh, has got a lot of new components too. Some solid returners to build off of, including Todd Elwood. So you got some solid returners to build off of, but but also some new pieces to figure out where they go as well. Hey Mitch, we got uh, Keiko returning, and, and by the way, Keiko is spelled K E U C H E L. Yeah, if you're spelling if you're spelling Keiko, it's E before U. Okay, mm-hmm. don't don't screw that up. <laughs> and, cotton, and cotton is. Uh, C O T T E N, yeah. Oh, so the auto you gotta you gotta check your auto credit. You get to me like every day. Yeah, it's here. Here's what happens. See, the, we 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 put the write up out, and and Kevin Kevin put this together, and and he fired his editor because the guy that checked it over didn't even notice that that we had Keiko kind of messed up, and then of course Keiko noticed, and he he called us out on it. And it's all good, Craig. I'm only, I'm only saying this because Coach Simmons is around the corner and you can hear me say it. But I, I thought when I read it that Coach Simmons edited the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the list of names. You, you, thought that, you thought that Coach Simmons had edited it? I thought Coach Simmons had edited it, yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's actually our, he's our spelling bee champion on the coaching staff. <laughs> Does Coach Simmons spell Keiko correctly? Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Well, you know what? That's good that he, he called us out because we need to be called out often. Uh, but he was just stepping up. He's being a man, Craig. So he was he was calling us out, and that's all good. We fixed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, to kind of to kind of jump into the squad or the outfield um, I, again. I, I'm so excited about this team and this and this this recruiting class and the returners that we have. Um, I, I never want to. I, I want to be careful with with being. St- highlighting the infielders and how excited I am. I'm just being transparent. I just seeing those guys take ground balls and, and slinging around the infield. It's been fun to watch. Um, but our outfielders, you know, they're out there every day with coach Pitt, coach Pitt, and, um, you know, they get after it. And it's a nice blend of, like you mentioned, some returners that have played a lot of games and had a lot of valuable at bats and experience and uh, done some great things for us with, with some nice newcomers. And again, a little bit of versatility from, the transfers, but also some local uh, North Carolina high school products as well. So um, different frames, you know, we got, you got righties, lefties, you got speed, you got power. Um, again, just um, I think my, my hair is going to be brown for a few more months, but uh, you know, those are, that's a good problem. Those are, these are all good problems to have. 
So, um, should we jump into them? Is that you, you want to jump yeah, in? Let's, let's yeah, jump yeah. Right. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's go. Let's go squad member by squad member. Yeah, I mean, we'll start. We'll start. We'll start with uh, you know our our COVID senior returner, Todd Elwood, and as you all mentioned, I mean, he was the first. Um, Charlotte 49er with our coaching staff to be named to a gold standard locker. And, um, you know, that, that, that's in a nutshell, I mean, that means you're leaving a legacy. That means you're doing things at a level at which people will remember, um, after your time has, has finished. And Todd has certainly done that prior to myself and, and coach Bick and coach Stott. But, um, you know, it's been really, really evident in the, in the last year or so since we've all been together as a coaching staff and as a team that, that he was doing such. So, um, you know, he's a legacy as well um, with, with family members playing here before him. So, um, you know, it's great having him back. And, um, you, you know, he's he's doing his thing. Um, in fact, I think he's a little bit stronger. And I've, I've seen a little bit more more thump to the right center gap um, in, in, some of, in some of his rounds and um, had a lot of really good at-bats for us this past weekend. And um, we're trying some new things on the bases in terms of just kind of some system and philosophy stuff that, he seems to really uh, taken off with um, here recently that I think is only going to help him with his speed. So it's, it's great to have him back, you know, and, and um, Coach Bick, anything you want to add? Well, probably one of the best things about Todd besides, you know, that we can all rant and rave about what kind of person he is. But uh, I, uh, I try to use a lot of nonverbal signals with the outfielders so I, I don't have to lose my voice yelling at them from the dugout or getting their attention from the dugout. So I, I like to whistle, but Todd Elwood knows all the nonverbal hand signals, which is a huge help um, with the number of new guys that we've got coming in. So he could pretty much run our outfield practice and drill work by himself without me even being there. And so it's, it's really nice when, um, you know, when, when you've got guys that can lead and guys that know a system and, and, and guys that can explain it to the, to the new guys, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of fun. He's a huge help um, just from knowing the system and knowing positioning. And obviously, like I said, he could run, he could run the outfield practice without me being there. Well, you know, you know, Todd, you, he meant you, uh, coach, what you mentioned, you got, uh, got stronger in the summer. I think he was doing some farming and some landscaping. So you, you don't do that. You don't do that kind of work and not get stronger. I mean, that's, that's just, that's a given. No doubt. He's a great kid. So let's see, let's keep going. Let's keep going with, uh, with returners, uh, Toby. And uh, we got Todd and uh, also out there returning. We got, um, we got Dominic Palali and uh, Craig Kakaway and Wright. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, if, if you saw us play last year, you know, Dominic Palali is a dynamic athlete, uh, not just in the outfield, but also in the box. And, um, you know, he's a lot of fun to be around because he he does a lot of things easy, you know, or it makes it look easy. Uh, and so certainly, you know, having him back is, is a huge, huge um, just guy that, you know, is going to be he's going to be on the field, um, you know, and, and that the bat plays. But the defense is good, too. I mean. I can think about, you know, just on, on both hands, just the number of plays that he made for a freshman last year in left field, which you guys know how tough left field is to play at our place. And, you know, whether it's balls that he got to or balls that he cut off or, you know, a play on the fence. And he was obviously a little dinged up last year, but he still was able to, you know, to give us, give us great defense in left field. And then Craig Keichel, who, you know, just who obviously we talked about with the catchers, but, you know, he played a decent amount of right field for us last year too. And, you know, 
great feel for the for the game overall. I mean, you know, Kike's one of our best base runners. He's not one of our fastest guys, but he's definitely one of our top three base runners. Um, but he, you know, he did such a good job handling right field last year, and, and certainly has the ability to do it again. Um, you know, those those three guys are awesome, uh, and and that's been. It's been a lot of fun watching them. Keiko, uh, I remember funny story. So Keiko, about I think it was a week before the season started, we're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna slide you out to right field. And he looked at me, he's like, Coach, I haven't played outfield since little league. And I said, Well, I said, playing the outfield is pretty simple. I said, if it's in the air, catch it. If it's on the ground, field it and throw it to the guy in front of you with his hands up in the air. And he looked at me funny, like, seriously, is that it? And I was like, well, Kai, I mean, there's no point in me breaking down the whole thing right now. Let's just shoot you some fly balls and see how you do. So um, he handled that really well and obviously still really good behind the plate. So those are the three guys that are returning. And then, you know, the, the new guys coming in, um, we've got Jake Cunningham, who actually Bo could probably talk about Jake a little bit more than I can, but Jake's been a lot of fun to watch. He, he takes seven steps out of the box and he's at first base on a routine ground ball. He's a high-waisted, really good frame, tons of tools. But, Bo, do you want to talk about Jake a little bit? Yeah, I can. Um, he, he's obviously another kid that's a local kid. Uh, played for Hal Bagwell at uh, Ardrey Kill. Obviously, Hal Bagwell's a good friend of ours and all th- all our whole coaching staff, to be honest with you, because we're all from Charlotte, so we know Hal Bagwell uh, at Ardrey Kill, and, and he gave me a heads up on him. Um, he and basically said he's a guy that you got to get out here to see. He's a no no brainer, and obviously we went out there to go see him and and saw exactly what Coach Bagwell was was ranting and raving about um, in terms of him. Now, Jay Cunningham, I mean he's he's obviously a guy that man he he's got all the tools, man. I mean you can't make a better body than that. Uh, he's got arm strength. He can run. He's got elite bat speed. The ball absolutely jumps off of his bat. Um, and, he, and he's a guy that's going to continue to keep working. He, he's kind of got a little bit of a bum arm right now, so he's kind of missing some time to practice a little bit, uh, trying to get his arm back in shape. But uh, but he's got all the tools and all the all the intangibles that could help him become a very very special player. I mean, when you have tools like that and you get in the right program and develop and clean up certain things here and there, uh, he has got a very very bright future. Yeah. Like Toby was saying, I mean he's. He's a long strider, so he can really run. He can cover a lot of ground in the outfield. Uh, but uh, if you watch him take PP and he squares everything up, the ball absolutely jumps off of his bat. So he's another guy that, that brings athleticism and some bat speed and power. Uh, it's also great to have another local kid from South Charlotte uh, playing in our program and representing the 49ers. And, uh, and, and we've got nothing but great things to say about him and his family. The recruiting process was was great dealing with him and his family. They're great people. And uh, we're excited to have him in the program here for the next couple of years. And, and he was another one that was also getting some pro interest uh, out of high school. Um, and I think college was a good, a good decision to come to school and uh, develop and continue to get at bats and get better, grow and mature, keep developing the body strength wise and all that good stuff. And uh, I think he's got a chance to be something special down the road. Um, and he's working hard, and he's cleaning some things up, just like any other freshman that's out there. They come in, the game's a little bit faster, a little bit more physical. Uh, that's where the fundamentals really come into play on, on being very consistent, and he's working hard at that. And uh, we're excited about his future. There's no doubt about that. He's got a bright one. The other, the other two outfielders that we've got that are newcomers are, are both junior college guys, and 
you know, both left-handed hitters. Uh, Hunter Baker is from Florence Darlington Tech. He was a transfer um, from NC State that went to Flodar. And, and we saw Hunter when we played Flodar last fall, you know, um, left-handed hitter, runs well. I think he ran a 6-7. Um, and then, you know, he's also got some thump in the bat. Uh, kid's got a smile on his face every single day. Comes from a baseball family. His older brother's a, a coach in college and, you know, has really kind of, you know, come along, especially this summer and fall. He's gotten a lot stronger. Um, the speed still plays. He's got a really good arm. And then, you know, the left-handed hitting piece with some power uh, obviously is going to give us some options. And then Parker Sinet from Walter State, who you guys, if you guys were at that game last fall, you saw he had lead off for Walter State. Really good feel for the barrel, and it's super twitchy. Um, another another high-waisted guy, left-handed hitter. Um, he's got a feel for the barrel. He can he can put the ball in play. He can run, runs well above average, and, and he's got a good arm from the outfield as well. He, he put up some really, really good numbers for Walter State last spring. So we're excited about this group. Um, it's definitely a competitive group, and it's, uh, it's athletic. So these guys, I mean, it's it's really fun working with all of these guys every day. You know, when you put the squad in the outfield and whether we're doing, you know, the gauntlet or whether we're throwing to bases, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of talent out there. Hunter Baker's uh, another one of those guys that we got a chance to see play a good bit because uh, he was in the, the SCBL with Coach Bray. And um, the, what I took away from him, uh, I mean, just, you know, he's got a pretty good pretty good frame on him, uh, wide shoulder. Shoulders and when he goes to the plate, he's really aggressive. I mean, he is he is not afraid to take a cut at the ball. I mean, it's <laughs> he's not going to get cheated. Oh, a buggy whip. Got some looseness, looseness in the swing. Got some buggy whip. Hitters want to hit. You know, he, he came here to swing the bat and chew bubble gum, and he's all yeah. bubble gum. There you go. <laughs> that's a, it's a it's a it's a talented position player group. We're we're all excited about that that group of guys, and I'll tell you what they they've been getting after it for uh, about two weeks in terms of practice. I'm out here that we're out here early before. I mean, everybody was so excited to get back to to just doing something on a baseball field. They're out here a couple weeks early. Obviously, their COVID testing and whatnot and got that released to come out here and just come out on the field and do what they want to do. But it's been a very fun group, man. I, it's a talented group, but they're a fun group. Um, they're always excited to be out here, and uh, they've been working their tail off, and we're already seeing a lot of progress already in a couple weeks, so I'm fired up about that on where the ceiling will, will be because you know, I think the ceiling is very high for these guys. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that too, and I just I kind of want to chime in and just say that um, you know, B-Rob touched on it, but um, one of the silver linings for us is that not only with the position guys, uh, but the pitchers as well, but I mean, and our returners, like everybody getting an extra year of eligibility from legislation. Like, you know, we're talking about a lot of these guys for the first time. Um, but these are guys that we're just, we're so excited that, you know, it, it, it's, this is, this is a two, three, four year deal with, with these guys being in our program um, who are just getting here. Um, whereas, you know, some of these, some usually when you get transfers or junior college guys, it's kind of like, you know, the potential is for one, maybe two years. Now we have a shot at two, maybe three years with, with, with most, with all these guys. All right. So here's what, here's what I want to say. If you're out there listening 
and you need to you need to refill a drink, you might want to do that. You might want to get comfortable <laughs> because we're about to ask Coach Woody to talk about his pitching staff. And well, this is this is going to be a little while because <laughs> Woody, Woody. Not only we we have okay, we got a lot of arms. We got a lot of arms, but you know how Woody likes talking about his pitchers. So those of you guys, Toby, Bo, Brad, Kevin, you guys get comfortable. Everybody at home get comfortable. And let's just let Coach Woody talk about his pitching staff. Does that, does that sound good, Coach? It's good with me, yeah. Um, we're, we're good with that. We're ready. We're good. We're good. Do it. Yeah, I mean, so it's, uh, it's certainly a versatile group, uh, as you've, you've heard before, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a blend of returners and new guys. And, um, you know, I, I think we start with, with the returners and the veterans that, that we got back here and um, Ryan Chanskowski's back as a COVID senior and Chance is, uh, I mean, he's just such a good college pitcher and recruiting, we, you know, along with him and Colby Bruce and um, really even, you know, Matt Brooks to an extent. I mean, there's just, there's guys that we, while recruiting, we didn't really, we thought that um, we had to recruit as if they weren't going to be here. And Nick Turnbull, um, you know, there's just, there's, there's, and now we, so now we have these group of guys coming in, plus them back. Like it's just a big shot in the arm, not only from just a ability to, to, to pitch and get outs and that sort of thing, but just culture and leadership and work ethic. And I mean, I walk in the weight room, like Chance, Turnbull, I mean, all these guys, they're, they're just um, amongst all of them, others, but it's, it's just, it's just got a different vibe to it, you know, and that's, that's what's exciting to me as their pitching coaches. Um, I mean, certainly I, I feel like um, it's nice when, you know, as a pitching coach, when you feel like you could, you know, when you're, when you're not in a bullpen or you're not in a weight room or you're not somewhere, which I'm, I am all those places, but if I wasn't, they would just, they would continue to go about it the same way. And that's, that's been pretty neat. So it starts with our leadership and, and chance uh, Ryan Chanskowski is, is certainly a big part of that. And, um, you know, he was the second player, um, you know, to earn the gold standard locker and, um, label in our, in our, in our locker room. And that was honored at the first pitch banquet, uh, this past January. And that was pretty, that was pretty cool and, and special. And he's certainly deserving of it. And, um, just, you know, so we're excited to have him back. Um, so yeah. Um, just moving down, just moving down the line, because like it's, like you mentioned, there's a lot of them. Um, you know, and coaches feel free to chime in with any other thoughts. But uh, you know, we've got Colby Bruce back, who's, who's a Colby senior, who's a COVID senior as well. And um, you know, it's hard to say enough good things about Colby Bruce. Um, you know, we we I think it's safe to say now, just because um, you know he's undergone it. But we're going to be without Colby this spring, and uh, we're certainly all all disappointed about that. Um, but with how talented and uh, bright Colby's future was um, prior to, to his surgery, um, you know, he's, he and his family and our coaching staff have discussed and, and talking with, with pro scout scouts as well. We, we feel confident enough that with, you know, him, the likelihood of getting through the surgery and through the recovery phase that he's going to have an opportunity to pitch for us again and have an opportunity to play professional baseball and, and make a run at making a living at it. Um, I firmly believe that he can do that and he does as well. And so does his family. And um, it's certainly unfortunate that we're not going to have him out of our bullpen 
this spring, but again, I, I believe that things happen for a reason and um, maybe he's going to get a really big last out for us in 2022 and we'll all be very thankful for that if that happens. So just wanted, you know, somewhat of an announcement, but I know there's nothing new to you guys um, in, in terms of the program news. Well, we had, I mean, we would definitely rolled him out for the fall. I don't, I don't think we, we really knew where it went beyond that, but that's, that's certainly, that's a bummer. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not going to rush him back. I mean, I don't, you know, we're not going to rush him back. We're, we're the plans for him are to pitch in 2022. Um, if it, if it, if we get that, if we get, you know, if we get to April and May and that sort of thing, and, and we're further along, we'll evaluate it then, but um, we're not going, we're not going to rush his, his rehab process because the goal for him is to, is to pitch at full strength and have an opportunity to help us win games and pitch for many years beyond uh, college baseball. Now I'm probably getting ready to ask a, a complicated question because I'm going to, we're going to mention the NCAA, but how does, how does that work with everything that's already happened with the, he's on the fifth year, but now he's had the surgery, uh, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, he's, He's basically a medical red shirt. At this yeah, point. it's just a med- it's just a medical red shirt. So, um, you know, he'll 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 have it's basically like he's a red shirt or he's a red shirt junior this year. And next year would be his red shirt senior year. Um, and um, you know, it'll just be instead of being a fifth, you know, a fifth year, it'll be a sixth year because of COVID. So, um, yeah, like I said, certainly certainly a bummer because I mean he's one of our best pitchers and he's an unbelievable kid and family and Charlotte native. And, um, but I do think things happen for a reason. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, look, I mean, heck he could, he could already be out of our program right now. And I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying being around him each and every day. So he's got, he's going to pitch in 22, uh, in the 22 season and, and graduate as, as Dr. Colby Bruce. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, again, it just, he gets to get, there's, there's a silver lining to everything. There's, there's positives. I mean, that's one thing you get hurt in minor league baseball. You're, you're, you're kind of stuck in purgatory of rehab at a spring training facility, but you get hurt in college baseball, you get to further your education and you get to, you know, you know, do some things that can set you up or further down the road in life. So, you know, we're certainly going to help him, you know, maximize his time here and, and rehab him without rushing him back and, because I do think I do think Colby Bruce has a pet will will pitch in professionally professional baseball and um, you know I think with continued development and growth I think he could you could see him in a big league bullpen one day I believe that and and not to not to rush you along but convenient segue speaking of rehab what what can you tell us about uh, about Matt Brooks uh, I mean Brooks he's just he's a warrior you know I, I mean he's a warrior um, he's up to eighty seven eighty eight in the bullpen now. I mean, it's he, the, the the comeback is is real, and um, it's a credit to him. It's a credit to I mean, he he has lived and attacked and breathed this rehab process even since prior to us getting here. And um, I think him going up to St. Louis and training at P three was a significant shot in the arm to his rehab uh, process and accelerating his his development there. Um, but like I said, I mean, he's 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 commanding the baseball both sides of the plate, um, landing his off speed for strikes. Like I said, he's up. You know, he threw. Uh, you know, he was a bullpen yesterday, and 
you know, he's mid 80, he's mid eighties, um, in bullpens now, you know, like I said, up to 87, um, you can round up to 88. Um, and we're about five months away from opening day. So it's, it's hard to think that it's going to, you know, you know, knock on wood, but you know, it's, it's, he's, it's, it's, it looks like it's kind of full steam ahead for Brooksy and, uh, I'm excited for him. Um, we're going to hopefully get him back into sim games here in a month or so, a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, once we get to him kind of facing some hitters and that sort of thing, we'll transition him into scrimmages, um, and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was the third member of our team that was, that was named, um, you know, the, you know, to gold standard in the, in the locker room. And that was announced on opening day last year in 2020. Um, and certainly deserved. I mean, he's, he is, uh, he's always at the field. He's always, if he's not rebuilding the mound, he's, he's doing extra work or he's training or he's watching other guys, um, you know, and, and he's just, he's a big, he's a big part of, of, you know, our pitching staff and, and the success that we, we hope to have in 2021. And, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to give him the ball in 21 and, help him, you know, watch him do his thing and go get, go get a lot of outs for us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and I did, you know, it's, it's always interesting when you are, or it's always impressive. Is the word I'm looking for. It's always impressive when you see a guy and he, and he does it all the time. You see a guy at, with the credentials that Matt Brooks has that as, as much as he's done, he's out there working on the mound. You know, he's out there, you know, he's out there, <laughs> he's just out there doing, you know, Oh, who's that? Oh, they've got some freshman out there doing it. No, 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 no. That's that's Matt Brooks. You know, it's all, it's just an impressive work ethic. Yeah, I mean, you see, I mean, one of the things you see floating around social media right now is you see Joey Votto talk about how if you're too if you're too good to serve, then you're not good enough to lead. And uh, that's that's Matt Brooks right now to a T. So he's he's an impressive he's an impressive person. And um, but I know I know him that he wants to show everybody that he's and as or even more impressive pitcher. And uh, he's, he's worked himself into a position. I think he's, he's going to do it for us this spring. So I'm excited. Yeah. Well, let's keep working through the, through the returners here, coach. Yeah. I mean, Nick Turnbull, uh, geez, just the, the savvy vet on the mound. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can't tell if he's striking out the side or if he's pitching in some traffic. I mean, it, his pulse never goes up. Uh, stuff's really good. It's, it's 90 to 93, running it up to 94. Um, with with a good slider um, and improved changeup, so you know helped us win some big games last year, pitching some big spots out of the bullpen for us. Um, you know another guy that trained up at P three this past summer, and um, you know I think the sliders the sliders really improved. You know he's six foot five, six foot six, so um, one of the twin towers. We've got a few towers, but he's he's. Last year he was part of the Twin Towers. Um, now he's probably just the group of towers now, um, which has been pretty cool. But uh, awesome kid, awesome kid, extremely. You know, I think he's got a shot to, um, you know, potentially play professional baseball. You know, whatever, you know, amongst other things. I mean, he's going to be really, really successful um, in whatever he chooses to do. But we're excited to have him back in twenty twenty one. Can we, Kevin? I'm going to need your opinion on this because I've had this idea about Nick for a while. And, and I still know. And Brad, you producer, Brad, you may know this. I guess it doesn't exist or anything, but we need a radio edit, but his, his entrance music. How is it not bulls on parade? Rage against the machine. 
I'm gonna make that note. I, I like raging this machines. I'm gonna make a note to that. Wait, wait, Toby, you got anything on this? I mean, I this is. I feel like that's like both both checking out Toby. <laughs> I'm 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 in on all types of music, uh, whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever gets you pumped up or jacked. I'm in. I, I just feel like Bulls on Parade is. is I mean that's got to be you, like I said you need you need the the, the radio edit Woody because because he's dropping a, an f bomb pretty early in that. Yeah, I, I didn't say I condoned f bombs. I just I like all kinds of music. Oh no, to, Coach Vic would never condone such. <laughs> that's got to exist. There's got to be a radio edit that that we could get a hold of and and use that. Of course, first we might have to we might have to educate Nick on. On what that is, but I don't know. He, I don't know. He might be that eclectic. He might know. I support it. I support it. Um, we'll see. We'll just we'll just let Nick. We'll pass a note to Nick, and and we'll see what he thinks. He can he can make his own decisions, right? He's. he's I think I think he'll be good. He can figure it out. The. Um, but keep well, it, sorry, I interrupted the flow. Right? Me and I, I talk about you know it's I only talk about the things that matter, right? Sorry, coach. No, I, I look. At it. Hey, if anybody appreciates a good walkout song, I do as well. So yeah, I'm, all, I'll, I'll, I'm all for it. Um, as we, I mean, I think we talked about last year. I think we started deciding, you know, if we were 50-50 on a player to pinch hit or, or bring him into a game, the walkout song was the uh, the the deciding factor. I think we, we talked about one podcast last spring, I think. Yeah. But um, that's right. definitely true, 100% true. Um uh, but no, in terms of continuing to go down the road, the road, I mean, Patrick Sapinski, um, you know, as you guys have mentioned and, you know, two, two springs ago, he was healthy and, and a huge part of the bullpen and, um, a little bit dinged up and fighting some stuff, um, really since, since the, the previous, you know, last fall and kind of carried into the spring, but I think we're, we're getting to a place where he's, he's starting to feel better and better. And when we get him to, at full strength, I mean, it's, it's 88 to 90, 88 to 91 pitchability with stuff, sink, everything's going left and right. Um, he's got a lot of deception and, um, you know, again, just, just another veteran presence that can come in there and pound the strike zone for us. Um, you know, I, I think when he's healthy, he's, he, he can start, but um, certainly he's proven in the past to be a reliable piece out of the bullpen. So it'd be good to get him back and healthy um, in 2021. Um you know, another, another right-hand pitcher uh, we, we've got back is Andrew Roach. And Andrew's another guy that went up to P3 and trained. And um, I think that benefited him significantly from just um, – he's kind of got that mind for, um, you know, training and data and using those things to kind of improve his skill sets. And um, stuff's made a, made a bit of a jump, um, you know, and, and he's just an awesome kid. He's, he's, he works extremely hard. Um, I, I think he, he pitched mostly on Sunday for us this past spring. And, and I felt like we were in every single game that he started if we didn't win it. So he was one of our best guys last year. I thought. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and the stuff's even, the stuff's made a jump even, um, you know, since then. So just a really good college pitcher. Um, Pulse doesn't really get too rattled. Um, it, it stays pretty steady. And um, he can really – he's got a good feel for hitters and what they're trying to do. And if he needs to, like, slide a little ball, a ball more a little bit off the plate a little bit more, if he needs to run a ball in on a guy a little bit more, he can kind of, you know, pitch to the hitter, um, you know, better than better than most most college guys. So, 
works extremely hard. And that's the other thing. And that's kind of a reoccurring theme on the pitching staff uh, and throughout the team. But, um, you know, he's certainly one of those guys. Um, next guy that's returns, Jackson Boss. Uh, Jackson is, as we've, we've, I know we've discussed in the past, is really, really, uh, I don't know if I'll, I'll ever have another story like Jackson uh, in terms of my coaching career. If I do, it'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be shocked. Um, you know, I think we got an email from someone saying, to, to be Rob that, that there's a kid on our campus that throws, you know, up to 92 miles an hour and as a good athlete, a great kid and transferred in and he's just on our campus and wants an opportunity. So last December, uh, you know, B Rob uh, followed up and, sched- and, and scheduled a, a bullpen session in our indoor facility. And I was, you know, I, I pretty much walked in like 30 seconds before it started. And, uh, you know, I think we've got Rapsodo running, so it's got all the measurements in terms of the, the spin and the velocity and the movement and that sort of thing. And I walk in and I see, a, I think, like a 90-mile-an-hour, uh, eight you know, cut fastball. It's like 82 spin efficient and 2,600 spin. And I'm just like, well, we don't have that on our staff. So a uh, couple pitches later, internally, I'm just watching. I'm like, I already know that Jackson's going to make our team. I'm just going to kind of probably make him sweat it out a little bit. Um, you, you, you know, it was, it was neat. I mean, there's not, there's not too many arms like that that show up in, in a true walk-on and it's a credit to, it's a credit to B-Rob and it's a credit to, uh, you know, local, local pitching coach at, at, at on deck who, you know, who followed up with us and, and, you know, really helped us out and getting to know who Jackson was and identify him. And, um, he's just an awesome kid. I mean, I don't know what our, I mean, we finished the season last year, nine and eight, um, if we don't have Jack, if Jackson boss doesn't show up at that indoor tryout, um, we have, we, I don't know how many games we lose without him, but, um, he helped us tremendously out of the bullpen last year. He pitched in extremely high leverage spots. And I, and I, be, I believe he was on pace to, if he wasn't first in the country, I think he was second in the country in appearances. So to show up in December in a bullpen session and pitch 11 out of 17 games and virtually lead the country in appearances is unheard of so played a role in that nc state game too yeah i mean all of them i mean we almost came back against tennessee he helped us sweep st john's he helped us sweep umbc helped us beat nc state i mean if there was a game we won or we almost won it was you know boss was in there so um it's pretty cool but it's a it's a real cutter um you know we joke it's 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 mariano rivera ish like guys know it's coming and they can't square it up and we're trying to add a change up now to have something kind of go right to his, his left turn cutter. So um, yeah, we're excited to have him back. He's, he's, he's a big part of our pitching staff. That was the conversation that the, the commentators on the state game were, were having watching on the ACC network and the, the, the play by play guys going, this, this guy, he's, he's just, he just throws cutter after cutter. He's not throwing anything else. He's not throwing anything else. And finally, the guy comes in and says, well, it doesn't matter. They're not hitting it. <laughs> oh, um, so it's, it's a real pitch. I mean, it's unique. Um, you don't see pitches like that very often. And that's, that's one of the things that makes it so good is hitters typically swing at things that they're used to, used to seeing, whether it's average below or average movement or average spin or average exception. You know, if, if you don't have something that's unique, it's going to be tough to get out. So, He's got average. He's got unique movement, and that's something that really helps him. Um, but um, but moving down, moving on down, the pitching staff is Trey Starnes, left-handed pitcher, um, another another local product from Alexander Central High School and, and junior college transfer last year, and 
he's just he's just a fiery competitor. Um, you know, I know I think you know he would be the first one to say he wasn't pleased with with some of the results um, that he had, but I, I I firmly believe that the the innings that he threw for us last year helped him improve, and we've already seen that in terms of just his work ethic and. Um, how he showed up, you know, back here on campus uh, this pa- this fall, and he was one of our best pitchers this past weekend. The two scrimmages we had, um, he, you know, he threw two really good innings. I think he punched out three guys with no, um, maybe one hit and no walks, um, touch a ninety, which which is which is a tick up for him. Uh, last year he was mostly, you know, eighty five to eighty eight, and this this fall he's mostly been you know, 87 to 90. So all of this stuff is playing up. His fastball command's playing up. Um, he's always been a fiery competitor that our coaching staff has loved to coach. So, um, you know, I'm just excited to see him kind of take it to the next level uh, for us this spring. Um, moving on down the list, um, you know, this one's, this one's pretty exciting for us. Bryce McGowan, um, right-handed pitcher, uh, COVID sophomore, should be a junior. Um, he's draft eligible. Um, for us, um, he uh, he he started for us on Friday um, this past spring, and um, you know he he's he's not the same pitcher uh, right now. I mean he is he's certainly taking a jump. Um, it's a credit to him and how hard he's worked. Um, you know they'll they'll, they'll see, you know he worked hard before, but they'll, you know since since our coaching staff's been here and seen it, he's you know he's been relentless in his pursuit to get better. And um, he's getting rewarded for it. So this past this past weekend, he's been he was up to 97, mostly 94 to 96. Where this past spring he was, uh, you know, 92 to 95, touching 96. Now he's 94, 96, touching 97. Um, and he's got a real slider now. That's a new weapon. So, um, how many scouts were at the at the Hayes this weekend, Coach? Um, you know, I think Saturday we had about 20 MLB scouts, and set, or Friday we had 20, and then. Saturday we had just over thirty, with probably in total we had anywhere from twenty to twenty-five major league teams represented this past weekend. Our uh, our highly confidential and top secret sources inform us that that Bryce was on the radar screen big time. Yeah, I mean it, it was um, it was it was pretty neat to I, I got I got to stand behind home or stand behind the, the mound and call balls and strikes just um, you know and. Um, I hadn't seen too many right-handed right-handed sliders like that. I mean, that was, I, you know, it's, it is a legit like fastball coming right at the hitter with, with a an 89 and it takes a sharp turn to the left. And um, I mean, he probably threw 12 of them and none were fouled off and uh, none were put in play. And, you know, so that's, that's an exciting jump for him. And yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, with that, with that type of, um, you know, audience in the stands, it, it's, it, it, you know, it bodes well for him, but, you know, it also bodes well for our team and, you know, our, you know, guys are coming in here to see Bryce and, and a lot of other guys on our staff and a lot of other guys on, on our team. I mean, I, I told them that today, there's, there's no other uniform that those guys are coming in here to see, um, you know, and it's a credit to our players and, um, it's a credit to B Rob and Toby and the recruiting efforts that they've done, um, you know, this year, this past year and over the years. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's going to be, you know, when you, if you're at the Hayes and you're seeing Bryce McGowan on the mound, then that's probably what you should get used to because um, I mean, he's worked really hard to put himself in this, this type of a position. And I'm excited for him. 
who knows what's going to happen come spring as far as, you know, gains and attendance and all that stuff, but forget all that for now. What you need to know is that come spring, $5 is going to be a real good deal. See this guy pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a steal for sure. $5 is a good price. That's a good price. You can see, um, this guy throw the ball at the haze. So I guess I, I get, you know, I, I, get, I got to stand behind the mound and I was, I mean, I coached, I coached JB Bukowskis in 2017 and he was the 15th overall pick. And I mean, he was, I mean, that slide, like the slider Bryce was throwing um, this past weekend. It was, I mean, it's in the discussion. And, and JB had the best slider I've probably ever seen other than Carlos Radon from the left side. But, um, you know, he was at a school we won't mention. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. You know, it's a credit, it's a credit to Bryce. And, and he's, he's, he's an animal in the weight room. He doesn't take a pitch off in his throwing sessions or his bullpens. Um, he even wears a whoop band now to, to try and improve his sleep and um, his recovery. I mean, he's just dialed in. He wants to be good, and he's, you know, he's seeing the results from that. So it's fun as his coach. It's it's, it's fun to see. Yeah, you know, let's let's keep. Uh, I, I don't know. We don't need to do anything else now. I'm just I'm excited. Let's just start the season. Yeah, everybody everybody should be excited. Bryce is doing great. Well, Palinkas is another is another um, is another pitcher that trained at P three this past summer. And, you know, I, 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 he's put on some serious strength. I mean, he is, he's probably six, four, six, five, and probably 15 pounds stronger than he was this past spring through a bullpen today. Um, nothing was straight, um, filled up the zone. Um, you know, so we're excited to get him out for an inning and scrimmages this week. And, you know, at times has really shown dominance, especially with the breaking ball. So, um, you know, we get, we get Will, we get Will going and, and, you know, he takes a jump, then, you know, he, he's just, he's a pitcher with big time potential for us. Um, and like I said, he was, a, he was, he worked his tail off in St. Louis this past summer. So, um, you know, typically those guys get paid off and invest and he certainly invested to in try to get better. So I'm excited to see him throw, um, this week, Justin Offshanka. He is, uh, you know, if you talk about, from the, the the biggest jumps from pitchers who, you know, when our coaching staff started here this past July to right now, I mean, we were, he and I were talking about the other day. I mean, he was, I want to say he was 6'5", 175 at the opening team meeting, maybe 185. I might be like taking 10 pounds off of him, but he's either, he was either 6'5", 175 or 6'5", 185. Um, a year ago and probably sad 86 to 88 touching 89, um, you know, pretty, you know, kind of inconsistent slot. And I mean, he's just not the same. He's not even the same guy. Like he is six, five two fifteen, like on the mound with like serious presence. I hate throwing with him. Um, I threw with him like a few days ago and I was just ready for the throwing session to be over. Cause it was just, exploding on me and um breaking my hand so um but that's a, that's that's a good thing you want pitchers that aren't fun to throw with um and justin's made himself into that i mean he really has like it is 
he's an extremely hard worker. Um, you know, he's he's touching multiple ninety threes now. Multiple multiple ninety threes now. Um, our hitters say they have a tough time picking it up. It's funky. The slider's gotten better now, and he's got a changeup now. Um, just pitch, he's pitching with some great confidence, which is good to see. So I'm excited for him. I, you know, I, I'm I'm not. Who, who knows what what he's going to be? I mean, I know I know some scouts were really impressed by watching him this past weekend, and I'll tell you know I'll tell you all what I told the scouts. It's like you know he's not even. You know, he's made probably the biggest strides of anyone in the last year. He's not he's not even close to a ceiling. So he, I know I know Justin's on a mission to be good and, and B Rob's seen it because he's known him for, for longer than I have. So, you know, B Rob can probably talk a little bit about what he's seen from that too. No, he he's definitely definitely come a long way and that that's a tribute to his work ethic. Um I mean, heck, we, we recruited him out of high school, and he was playing third base and pitching very limited. Uh, but he kind of had a little funky arm action from third base. Uh, we know his high school coach really well and and uh, gave him an opportunity to come to school here to try to train and develop, and and he has taken it and absolutely run with it. I mean, he's not even the same kid that we saw out of high school. Um, he, he's really developed and gotten a lot better. Um, obviously, his stuff, it's got a little – little funkiness to it. So it's hard to see, hard to pick up the ball runs. And, uh, I tell you what, he, he's just a man on a mission and, and it's a tribute to his work ethic. I mean, he's a self-made player and, uh, it's kind of encouraging to see all the hard work kind of pay off for him. I mean, he's 90 to 93. I think I saw him in high school. He was about 84 to 87 and, uh, more of a third baseman at the time hitter. And, uh, but he kind of had a different arm slot and something that maybe we wanted to give an opportunity to, cause he had the big body, and long, long frame, and those guys tend to get better, especially because he's athletic. Those guys always seem to get better. And now, all of a sudden, you put the work ethic in with his body type, and, and he's obviously shot through the roof. And he's a completely different player than he was in high school and going to be one heck of a college pitcher. There's no doubt about it. He's got a bright future ahead. And uh, it's going to be fun to see where he ends up. He's going to keep working. I can tell you that right now. He's out here all the time working. Yeah, no doubt. Um Coach, it looks like we're, we're we've approached. Uh, looks like we've approached the newcomers. We haven't. We, we we've missed. We, we haven't discussed Lothus, have we? I don't think we've. Uh, not yet. Oh no no no! Yeah, I'm jumping the. Oh uh, sorry. We have we haven't talked about CeeLo. Um, you know, I mean Christian G is like. I, I mean he's he's kind of a freak um, in a really good way. Um, I, I think he wants to be so good. He wants to be. He wants to be as good of a pitcher as any pitcher I've coached. Um, I know we talked about Bryce McGowan. Um, you know, he's Christian's certainly cut from that cloth, and it's you know. But I mean, every time I'm around Christian Lothis, it's like laser focus on the mound, laser focus in the throwing session, laser focus in the weight room. Um, he's 230 pounds now, um, which I think he came in at 205, and it's 230 like. Like not messing with you two thirty, not like two thirty, like been eating at the dining hall to, like at eleven o'clock at night when he shouldn't be. Not like Kevin at two thirty. It's uh, yeah, or, or like our our coaching staff, but it's like, um, but it's I mean he just wants to be so good and he's so competitive. I know, I know he it he it, it crushed him when he he strained his abdomen his opening his opening appearance. I mean. I think he threw two and a third and no hits and three punch outs and 
you know, was electric his opening college appearance and just had a mild abdomen strain. And then next thing you know, COVID hits. And, you know, so I think Niners fans should be really excited to see Christian pitch um, this spring. And, and he's just an animal. And the fact that he's left-handed makes him that much tougher. And the slider's good. The changeup's good. He's, I've seen him up to 96 now. Um, this past weekend, he was up to 94. So the stuff's, the stuff's good, and Niners fans should be excited to, to come to see him. Now you got me thinking about CeeLo Green. There's got to be a walk-up. <laughs> there's got to be an interesting opportunity there. Charles Barkley, something. I don't know. I'll work on it. I'll effort that. <laughs> I don't have a recommendation off the top of my head, but I'll work on it. I hear you. Um, yeah, no, in terms, I guess moving on, it is time to move on to the new guys. We'll, we'll start with, with – Now we'll do that. I guess we'll start with the last addition to our recruiting class um, first. Um, man, I mean, I mean, it, what, a, what a neat story it is for us to get Austin Roses here to, to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, really unique story. Started at Kentucky, um, had surgery, went to San Jacinto Junior College. Uh, man, we had I mean, from – that surgery there and, and what a, what a neat story it is for us to get Austin. Um, dominant pitcher for them this past spring, recommitted to Kentucky and, and that didn't work out. And when that, did, when that shifted gears and the re- recruiting process opened up, uh, you know, Toby's got really tight, Coach Bick's got really tight connections to the state of Texas. And um, uh, Austin had trained at P3 before. So um, he was, he was aware of Charlotte and our connection with them and, and, so, you know, our phone rang with, with interest and we just recruited the heck out of them. Um, you know, when, when, you know, when somebody tells us, you know, that this, this type of arm is available, we're, we're going to find a way. Um, so, you know, it's a credit to, you know, to Toby and B-Rob and, and, and uh, Scott Bird and compliance and everybody just kind of rallying the troops and doing whatever it took to, to, get, to help Austin come to Charlotte. And uh, Niners fans should be really excited. He's an awesome kid. He's six seven, two thirty. Um, you know, I, I've seen his fastball up to ninety five. Um, you know, there's reports up to ninety eight from this past summer. Um, but the slider's good, and his, his changeup is probably his best off speed pitch. Um, and he's he's serious. He's committed to being good. I mean, he trains at P three um, in the past, and so he he jumps right in with our culture and what we're trying to do as a pitching staff. And uh, you know, I'm excited. We're we're throwing bullpens right now with him to get him to get him, you know, ready to go for scrimmages. Um, but he's he's certainly a guy that's going to be in the mix for um, for our rotation and help us, you know, help us this this coming spring. So we're excited. Would you say that? I mean, I mean, you mentioned P3. I mean, that's that's like immediate dividends for the P3 relationship. I mean, a connection like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Yeah, because he had trained there. He had trained there, um, and he's friends. He's he's friends with, um, you know, Luke Little, who pitched at San Jacinto as well. He's a Charlotte native, so um, you know, there was just a lot of ties. There was, there was between the Little family and P three, and um, you know, I had actually recruited him a little bit uh, to UNC a couple of years back, um, and so I built a relationship with him then. So it's just kind of it's just kind of like a lot of unique circumstances that that helped him you know come to Charlotte and um, you know if we get if you know he's 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 six seven if we can get that fastball back up to ninety eight um, 
you know, from what I've seen in terms of his strike ability and pitch ability, I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, it's going to be worth the price of admission. And I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm definitely not trying to belittle any other, any other junior college program, but when you see San Jacinto, I mean, that's like, that, 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 that's a, that's a blue blood baseball juco program down there in Texas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that program is phenomenal and, and, they, they each and every year they're they're running out horses on the mound. I mean they're having guys that are like their number three starters going in like the second round, <laughs> um, you know some years. So it's uh, yeah we're excited to have him and uh, he's a great kid. Uh, he is he is you know he's done everything we've asked as a coaching staff and um, you know like I said he's just it, I mean he literally I, th- I want to say he. We he was admitted to school. We started class September seventh. He was admitted September third. Be Rob, is that right? Like four days before class started, it came down to the wire. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. But that's what we do. We never stop recruiting. It's it's an everyday thing. I think uh, Kevin, you you might remember this. in San Jacinto, and that where Wayne Graham came from before before Rice. Or am I screwing that up? Wayne Graham from Rice. Uh, yeah, I think yes, I think, he started I think, there. I think race. I think Rice hired him from San Jacinto. Maybe I, I could just be making that up. I make crap up all the time. Y'all know this, but I think <laughs> I think that's real. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. He started out at started out at San Jack. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on with the new guys. I mean, Blake Dockery, uh, local product from just up the road, started at NC State and then went to went to CVCC. And uh, I mean, geez, threw two no hitters last spring. Um, is up to 95, pretty electric stuff, um, works extremely hard. Um, you know, he's training right now and, and, and throwing bullpens. We don't have him live in scrimmages. He just had a heavy, he had a heavier workload, um, this past spring. So we're just making sure he's ready to go before we put him into a game. But, um, we're certainly excited to have him and we get him, you know, we get him going up to full strength and he's going to help us a lot this spring. Um, yeah. Well, I just I remember Kevin talking about um, about Dockery when when he went from NC State and and went JUCO, uh, and then when Kevin again came back and started talking about this this guy we were recruiting, I was like, oh, that's kind of like that guy from State. And this is this is when I started to realize what you guys were doing. Kevin said, no, 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 it is that guy. <laughs> it's that guy. <laughs> yep, that's that guy. I mean, he's man, he's a great kid and. Uh, and like I said, I just I'm excited to see him get in the mix and and face hitters because, um, like I said, he's a North Carolina kid. He's from up the road. He's a big reason he chose to come here is he 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 wants to help Charlotte um, achieve some big things. So um, those you know those are the type of things we talked about when we sat down in the office here and and he it came down to decision time. He said he wanted to come to Charlotte to help us you know do things that we hadn't done before. So we're excited that he's here. Um, you know, probably the next pitcher I'll talk about is Andrew Lindsay. He's and Lindsay's one of three players that uh, we committed from Walter State after we played them in the exhibition game last fall. Um, you know, I think in, I think between the two exhibition games, we committed four of those players that we played against. So um, those certainly those certainly proved to be you know fruitful for the twenty one team. But Andrew Lindsay started game one. We played a doubleheader. Um, he started game one. He was, you know, at the time was the number one starter for Walter State, who I think they won 60 games, like 
three or four years ago. I mean, they're, they're year in and year out, one of the best junior college programs in the country. So, you know, he was their number one starter and um, he's just a six, four strike thrower that this past week was up to 93 and it's a good slider and a good change. And I, um, you know, he's got, he's got a little, he's like really loose. You talked about Hunter Baker being like loose and whippy in the batter's box. Lindsay's kind of loose and whippy on the mound. Um, gets a lot of extension ball really jumps on hitters. Uh, he long tosses all the time. He's like, he'll long toss 350, 360 feet. So if you get out early enough, you'll see him throwing like virtually foul pole to foul pole. Um, you're just really rubbery and wiry, but awesome kid. Um, we're super pumped to have him. He's, he's certainly going to be in the mix to compete for a rotation job and, uh, you know, and help us in leverage situations. He's going to be really good. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll keep, you want me to keep rolling? Yeah, keep, yeah just roll, man, roll. Yeah. We're, uh, so, we're just soaking it in. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to big country, Hail Sims. Uh, big country is, uh, I mean, what, I mean, he's listed at six, five, but like, he feels like six, nine. Like he's just, he's just a big dude. Like, um, he's listed at two eighty. It's weird. It's like, he's six, five, two eighty, but like, I feel like he's like six, eight, two fifty. Like it's. He doesn't, he, he weighs more than he looks and he looks like it's, it's hard to explain, but he's, 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 he's a, he's a really good pitcher and he's, you know, he's this past weekend, he was 90 to 92. I think I've seen him touch 93. Uh, slider's good. Change up is, is good. Um, you know, I mean, I could certainly see him, you know, he's, he's a versatile pitcher who could start, he could relieve, he could close. I mean, it's, it's really too early to tell, but um, he, he's he's another byproduct of a big junior college event that B. Rob and Toby went up and scouted and and bared down on, and, and a lot of, some of the, a lot of these junior college arms came from that one event that they bared down on, and um, I'll let Toby talk a little bit about that, um, you know. But it's uh, yeah, pretty neat. You want me to roll? Yeah, hey, Toby. Yeah, so me and me and Bo Rob, we uh, we headed up to Indianapolis last year in the fall, um, and there's a there's an event I believe it's called the Puma Classic, and uh, a lot of those Midwest JUCOs they meet and they play over two days, um, and so me and Bo Rob rolled up, and you know they've they've got some advantages there. They've got you know a, they've got TrackMan on the TV screens right behind the fields, and so you can you can see a lot. Uh, you know, I, I know. You know, Bo was watching one or two fields at one time. I was watching one or two fields at one time. And, uh, you know, having the advantage of being able to see some track man stuff and, and, and gauging what you're looking for, it gives scouts an advantage, college coaches. So, um, you know, you have your head on a swivel because you're probably – Bo, there's a hundred other colleges there. You know, I mean, it's it's nuts. Um, but it's a lot of fun because every guy that rolls out on the bump is, is worth watching. And so – you know, a funny story about Hale Sims, you know, he, he's got a great personality and, uh, but he also knows he's been noodling before guys. Do you guys know what noodling is? Yes. 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 Hale Sims knows how to noodle and, and, and can go noodling. He's dying for me to go with him, but there is no way that I'm doing it. Well, see, here, here's the thing. Here's why, here's why Hale Sims can do that. Okay. See, if, if you stick your arm and for those of you who don't know what noodling is, you go catfishing as the bait, all right? You do this out in Oklahoma. 
yes, a deep dark hole in a riverbank, and you stick your hand down in there, and you hope, you hope that a catfish bites down on your arm. Yes, when you do, you pull him out. That's that. You're the bait. All right. So see, here's the thing, Toby. You stick your hand down in there, and that catfish is gonna grab a hold of you. <laughs> a man the size of hail sticks his hand down in there. They ain't no telling what the catfish just. It's just gonna go different with him. Okay, I've seen this different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hail. Hale can handle. He can probably handle two or three catfish at one time. Oh well, he's probably. Here's the deal. His his hand and his forearm probably won't fit in the catfish's mouth. He's strong. He's a strong. He's a strong dude, and he he is he is funny. He's. I know he was one of the guys that was cracking the guys up at P three this summer. So, but um, tell me if you go if you go noodling, you go noodling. We we'll need live stream it. We we'll need live on the gram. Something. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm a fisherman, but see, I put bait on the hook. Got it. <laughs> now, is there is there any truth to the rumor that? Short offensive lineman that Coach Healy approached you guys about Hale Sims as an offensive lineman. I have not heard that rumor. Oh, you got anything on that? I have not heard that, but I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard it because I just made it up. <laughs> but he's big enough. Yeah, yeah, he's a good sized kid. He's super competitive. He's he's a lot of fun to be around. I know the guys love being around too, so it's it's good, good addition. Yeah, big, big country's awesome and. Um, I'll, I'll I'll keep going down here. We got Jake Curry, who's a right-handed pitcher, six-five righty out of Polk State College. Um, you know, there was there was a stretch. Um, you know, we saw we saw Jake down in Florida at a junior college event. Just you know, strikeability righty, um, three-pitch mix can really spin it. Um, like I said, he's six foot five, and um, he's made I think sixteen starts over the last two years at Polk State. So he's proven to be you know, pretty steady, you know, really steady for them. And, um, you know, really like the potential we've seen out of him so far. Um, two weeks, two weeks ago, he, he, his changeup might have been one of the best pitches that, that we had on our staff. Um, just got a ton of swings and misses. So great kid, hard worker. Um, he trained at P3 as well. So, um, you know, he, he's, he's really worked hard to put himself in a position to compete to try to throw a lot of innings for us. Yeah, that's another another six five righty added to the roster. Yeah, we've we've got we've got we've got a little bit of size. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of a reoccurring theme, I guess, with B. Rob and Toby and how they like to recruit players. Um, you know, myself as well. So, um, but hey, we've got we we we've got all shapes and sizes in this recruiting class. I will I will yeah. say that. Um, uh, Tyson Tucker, uh, just a tough as nails right handed pitcher out of. Uh, Northern Iowa area community college. Um, you know, he's um, 90 to 92, good slider, change up. Um, I mean, just a bulldog. That's kind of, you know, we've all, we've all, you all seen, you know, if you use the word bulldog, you all know what kind of pitcher we're talking about. That's kind of, that's Tyson Tucker. So um, loves to train, loves to work um, you know, each and every day. And um, he's going to be, you know, likely a reliever for us. I imagine, um, but but a guy that can can get some big outs when we need to. I've just in two scrimmages already. Kind of got. I've really gotten a good feel for that. So we're excited he's here, and um, he's a big part of that pitching staff's culture and, and training. 
Um, we'll keep rolling on down here. Uh, Sam Grace, right-handed pitcher out of Jefferson um, Jefferson College in, in Missouri. Um, he's been training at P3 for four years. So um, that's another one that really kind of uh, fruits of the labor, I guess. Um, you know, chose to come to Charlotte to continue that training um, with us through them. And um, he's another he's another Puma guy, right, Tobe and B-Rob? So y'all, y'all feel free to talk about, about Sam a little bit. Yeah, so Sam, uh, we, we, Bo had been talking uh, to a number of guys out in the Midwest with the JUCO stuff, and we, uh, you know, I know Bo got on the phone with him, and then I flew out and saw him. I saw Sam in uh, Missouri. Gosh, what's the name of the little town? Little town, little airport. Um, Joplin? Joplin. I flew out to Joplin and saw him, and uh, – I mean, he was pretty excited about being here with all the training that we did. He jumped He jumped on the opportunity, and we're super excited to see him here and, you know, feel like he's a guy that's got a chance to throw even harder than he does right now. Um, you know, he bounced back from from an injury and is ahead of schedule, and just a great kid, works his, works his tail off. I know the guys at P3 love having him around. Um, you know, the next, guy, the next guy on the list was Casey Bargo, and Bo actually got to see him pitch twice last fall. Um, Bo flew up. Bo, what was that? Right at the beginning of the right at the beginning of the period. Yeah, right, right at the beginning of the fall. Um, yeah, Bargo. Obviously, Toby and I do a lot of uh, trying to gather information from a lot of junior college coaches as soon as they get back on campus for their fall semester, and we try to reach out to as many coaches as we can and try to get names. And and obviously, uh, once we get those names, we want to try to get out there to go see those. As embargoed name coming up at Lincoln Trail, so I, I went to a, an event that they had with several colleges once again, which those are always the best ones to go to, where you can see multiple colleges at the same time. Uh, I actually went to Indiana State. That was kind of a cool trip for me. Never been there before. Uh, the house that Larry Bird built, so I was kind of excited to see some of the history that was there. But uh, but that was where the event was. Got a chance to see Lincoln Trail play, and uh, Casey Bargo obviously really stood out. He's another one of the twin towers he's about or multiple towers i should say um but he's about six seven heck he might even be six foot eight and uh he was about 90 to 92 and just downhill reminded me a lot of colton laws uh from back in the day uh, obviously had a really good career here at charlotte and then when you have a guy that's that tall and, and he's got a high three-quarter slots he's got a lot of downhill on his, on his ball so it's hard to hit and uh but he had two and three pitches first strike and and we knew that he was he was only going to continue to keep getting better under under the training with P3 and all that stuff like that. So he's gotten stronger. Um, and obviously he's a guy that, that really stood out at that event. Anytime you get guys that, that profile out as pro guys, uh, which he has obviously has a, a bright future ahead. Um, and I think he's anywhere between 91, 95 now, if I'm not mistaken, Woody. And, and uh, trying to get him back out here ready to pitch this weekend. Looking forward to seeing him again. But but he was a guy that really stood out, and obviously because of his size, but he could also really pitch. And uh, obviously a tremendous upside for him and maybe a, even a bright future even beyond college, obviously. So he's going to be another fun one to watch. Take another Colton Laws anytime. Yeah, no doubt. I would, you know, we're in the weight room today, and uh, I, told him, I told him he reminded me of Ivan Drago from Rocky IV, the Russian. Thank uh, <laughs> you. And, like, if, I mean – there's some, there's some, there's some guys on our staff on game day that, you know, they don't, you don't want to mess with. 
from what I've seen, like you said, who's the one guy on, on his start day you do not want to mess with? It's Bargo. Like Bargo, Bargo, like he, 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 you know, he showed up the other day for his uh, sim game and it was, uh, he's intense. So I, I just, again, I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a guy that fans and families are going to really enjoy watching pitch for us. Wait till he plunks a batter. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a bad day for that hitter. Um, he better, he's, he, he better just go to first base. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll move on to Colton Shrebinski. Uh, he's another, he's another, uh, Puma classic, um, from that same event. Um, you know, B-Rob was on the ground, head on a swivel. Toby's in the tower looking at track man, head on a swivel. Um, you know, he's, I mean, geez, his first, his first sim game for us, he might've been, he might've been the, he might've had, he probably had the best sim game for us two weeks ago. Um, it was, you know, closer stuff, um, up to 93 with a, with a plus slider, um, both sides of the plate, just stuff, just heavy stuff. Um, he, I think of that event, he was the highest spin. He had the highest spin of any pitcher at the yes. end. Um, so his stuff, his stuff is just, it's really heavy. Um, you know, and he's six foot three, six foot four, um, two ten, two fifteen. Um, so he's got, he's got a good, he's got some good size to him. Um, but just a great kid. Uh, he's from South Dakota originally. So I don't know if I, he's the first player I've ever coached from South Dakota. So that's pretty cool. Yes. He's the first player we've had from South Dakota. Not sure yeah. on that though. We'll have to ask Mark. We'll have to ask Mark. I will say we, we're going to have to have Mark. We just need to ask Mark. I'll just text him. Okay. Good. Y'all are, are going to enjoy watching him. Um, the next pitcher on the list is, is Zach Zadalis. And uh, he, he, See, Morosas was probably our last ad, right, guys? And then I think Zadalis might have been – he might have been the one, like, the next to last. And um, But he's last in the alphabet for sure. Uh, he – you know, he was in North Carolina Central this past year. And, um, you know, he got – he was granted permission to transfer. And went, as soon as he was pitching in the summer league with, I think, Jackson Boss and a couple of other our guys, it became, like – you know, we saw a video, we did homework, we watched Synergy and watched his outings from, um, you know, this past year. Um, just talking to our players and how much Zach loves to train and how good he wants to be. And then watching the video and seeing that, you know, he's a strike throwing righty up to 90. I've seen him up to 93. Um, he tells me he's up to 95, but I haven't seen it yet, so it don't count. Um, it's a... Uh, but man, he what a great addition he's been. I mean, he just he wants to be so good. Um, you know, if there's an optional off day type deal, like I might be up in the office just doing some work on some things, and he's out on the field running sprints and um, you know just doing all kinds of extra work to try to be good. Um, I think some of our players at first might have been a little bit of afraid of him, even though he's a shorter guy. Like he's probably five eight, five nine. Uh, Zach, I'll give you five ten. You're five ten. And, um, you know, I, I think some guys on our staff at first were like a little bit afraid because he's so intense. Um, in fact, he told me that uh, I think one of his favorite bands is Nirvana. He loves to, he loves to get after it to Nirvana. So, um, you know, he's just a great kid and we're so excited. We're so excited. He's here. He had one of our best outings this past weekend. Um, 
for one inning. I think he punched out three with no walks, uh, 91 to 93 with a lot of strikes. So, you know, he's, he's only going to keep getting better. He works too hard. So we're excited to hear. I, I challenge anyone in the country, any, any, any baseball program in the country to come forward that has more Z's on their roster than we do. We have, yeah, we have two nicknamed Z's now. Patrick Sapinski is the original Z, and now we have Zach Zadalis that is the, uh, you know, Z the second, I guess. He's, um, so we, we, we just do. got Z's all over the place, and Janskowski, and, and yeah, we got Z's, man. Got Z's. Um, you know, and the next pitcher we'll talk about is is uh, Dylan Phillips, and Dylan's the third pit, the player, third Walter State player we'll talk about from that we we signed from the exhibitions we played last fall. Um, I think we played 15 innings here at the Hayes in front of a crowd, and um, you know, to to walk away from that game, not only with the experience, but three really talented players committed, that was a big day for us. Um, Andrew Lindsay, we talked about earlier, he started Game One. Dylan Phillips started Game Two. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's, he's been really good since he's been here. He, um, his first few times on the mound here, he's been, uh, 91 to 93, uh, touching 90, touch 94 with good slider and a good change. And he's a strike thrower. So, I mean, he's certainly going to compete for leverage spots, not, if not rotation spot with us. Um, and he's just, he's another North Carolina local kid who went to Walter state, but he's a North Carolina kid. Um, you know, those are, you know, those, that's what we, you know, we love to have on our roster is, is that blend and, and a lot of as many North Carolina kids as we can. But, um, yeah. Coach, is that something, um, we plan on continue doing in the future? I know maybe not this year with the fall exhibitions, but, um, in the future, we continue using those as kind of a recruiting, uh, observation, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it just makes too much sense. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really good competition. And it's, it's, you're, you're, you're getting, you know, some of the best junior colleges in the country to come play on your field and, you know, tour your campus and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we were scheduled to, we're scheduled to play, uh, Lewisburg this year, uh, North Carolina, kind of junior, junior college powerhouse. And then, uh, Florence Darlington again, uh, that we played them last year. And that's where we got Hunter Baker from. But, um, you know, with the dead period being extended January 1st, we're not able to. But we'll certainly try to continue that uh, next fall. All right. Uh, I think that's all the, I guess, uh, junior college, uh, the recruiting class. So we move on to the freshman pitchers we have. I think we have uh, quite a few freshmen coming in. Yeah, the first freshman pitcher we'll talk about, Spencer Giesting. And, and, and um, geez, what a bright future he has. I mean, he, he might be the most athletic pitcher on our staff even though he's a freshman and uh, he's, he's a member of the long, the long uh, Ohio pipeline uh, that, that you got, you'll have seen you know, with Palali and Lothus and uh, Nick Ding and, and other guys and beer. I'll let you talk a little bit about, about Geesting and, and him coming to Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, the, the pipeline obviously from Ohio has been, been really nice. Obviously another one is Palali and, uh, but uh, the one that started that from years and years ago, a former teammate of mine was Brian Treadway. And obviously Brian Treadway's younger brother actually came to Charlotte too as well. So uh, Brian um, actually coaches a high school team up in the Ohio area. And uh, he's the one that got me on uh, Spencer Geesting. And, and obviously time I talk to Brian, he's never going to steer me wrong. He always points me in the right direction and give me the names of guys that are up in that area. And, 
And uh, Spencer was obviously one of those guys we needed left-handed pitching, which there's always a need for that. And went out there to go see him in several events um, over the summer, and and uh, he really stood out. And one thing that we noticed about him, uh, I think at the time we saw him, he was probably anywhere between 84, 87 miles an hour, but he had a really athletic frame, really clean arm. Uh, when guys are athletic and have a clean arm, they're going to get better. So that's when you add size and strength onto it, which is obviously already happened over the summer when he trained at P3. And and uh, the one thing I, I know when we're going to get somebody from Treadway is they're going to learn how to compete. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember from years ago, but Brian Treadway, I mean, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet off the field. And, and, and uh, But when he got in between the lines, he was a guy that uh, was a fierce fierce competitor there's no doubt about that so you know what you're going to get when you get one of his guys and and uh, obviously he was a pitcher himself so he does a great job in player development at his high school and anytime he mentions a name or an arm we're going to jump right in there i know he's got a couple other arms at his high school now that we're working on as we speak um so uh but uh brian helped really helps out spencer and spencer has done nothing but work his tail off since he's got here he is a really really good basketball player and uh and uh, and uh, he's, he's only going to continue to keep getting better as he goes. And, and uh, hopefully we can keep that pipeline going. And we have another one coming in next year. Uh, Sergio DiCello from that same high school is going to be a, a catcher, kind of infielder. Uh, but that's kind of for another broadcast, but he's a heck of a player. That's another one that Brian Treadway helped us get. Uh, but we're excited about Spencer, that's for sure. He threw really well uh, as a freshman coming into his first center squad game. He threw really well the other day. Uh, and that's always a good thing to see. Nothing – Nothing uh, shakes him, so he's he was ready to go and obviously prepared. Yes, yeah, Spencer will make his he'll make his second start in our scrimmages this week, and um, you know that's yeah that's what you know again he's got a, even as a freshman I think he's got a shot to compete for our rotation um, amongst another, another a big group of guys. Um, it's certainly way too early to tell you know what's going to shake out, but um, early early early. Early signs right here are very, very positive with Spencer and um, not only his future long-term, but the short-term is bright as well. And, and we could definitely use him stepping forward as a lefty. Absolutely, yeah. And he's got, I mean, he's got five pitches. He's got, a, he's got a cutter too. So that's a pitch that he's he added this past this past summer. So um, he's, got a, he's got a multitude of weapons and he knows how to pitch. A good athlete. So um, moving on here, kind of round, rounding out, um, these last two guys are our high school pitchers. It's uh, – Gus Hughes, he's from Grimsley High School here in North Carolina. He's, um, I mean, geez, he, he's probably got, he's got one of, one of, if not the best curveballs on our staff. Um, it is a true 12-6 downer, and it is high spin. It's a weapon, um, you know, and, and he's, his pitchability is, is, um, has improved tremendously since high school and this summer and, and into this fall. Um, he's both sides of the plate, and, and he's, atta- he's, he's attacked our hitters, well so far so i'm excited for you know his him helping us um on our pitching staff this year and um i think i've seen him up to 91 92 so it you know the stuff's pretty live and um he's just a great kid he wants to be good i was you know i've seen him after in the weight room here you know with all the other guys so um we're excited you know again to have another north carolina pitcher added to our staff here They're rounding it out. Uh, last but not least. Last but not least, you know, he, Tyler Parks. Tyler Parks might have been his first, our first commitments as a coaching staff, uh, you know, working together. Um, we had some 
some of these players were committed, you know, um, by B-Rob, you know, prior to us coming together. And then, you know, we came together and Tyler was one of the first commitments. Um, you know, he's a product of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mike Zolk, who is a former player that I coached at North Carolina and has an academy up in Philly. And, um, you know, he's just an awesome kid, just really competitive kid, wants to be good, probably 6'4", feels like 6'5". Um, I don't know if he's shaving yet. Um, you know, he's, he's got, a, you know, just in terms of his ability to fill out and grow, uh, is still there and he's already really good. Like he's, he's 88 to 90. I think he touches 91, throws a lot of strikes with a good, with a good slurvy breaking ball and a good change. And he's a good athlete. So, um, you know, he's certainly going to compete to help us this spring. Um, but you know, in rounding it out, I mean, it's, you know, we've certainly gone through a lot of names here, but, um, you know, it, it's there's it, it's it's an exciting group as a pitching coach here to work with each and every day, and um, they all they all are going to help us, and they all want to be really good, and it's as good a culture on a daily basis I've been around as a pitching coach, and it's it's not a credit to me, it's a credit to them or their you know them showing up here each and every day, hungry to be good, and for us to give them the baseball, you know, that's what these guys want. They want to, they want to get the baseball and, um, you know, I can just see, I can see it, you know, the way they look each and every day at the field. And one thing I would, would like to add too, I mean, just the, the, the quality of arms that we have, um, obviously Woody does a good job with those guys, but it also, especially in this environment, we're not allowed to play any exhibition games or anything like that. So we're, as position players, we're facing our arms every single day. And uh, and to me, whenever you're facing arms, that obviously a lot of them have a chance to play at the next level, that only makes your position players even better uh, when they're seeing high-end arms, uh, obviously high-velocity, uh, good sliders and all that stuff like that. It actually helps your position player group, especially at-bats-wise, for them to develop and get better and seeing the speed of the game. And that's where the fall comes into it's so huge for us. I'm glad we're, we're a spring sport, obviously, because it allows us to give them time, get them at-bats, allows our pitchers to get innings in and work on whatever they need to work on to prepare themselves for the spring to obviously have a really good season. Uh, but it's a challenge, and it's a good challenge for all of our guys to kind of compete against each other, especially when you've got quality arms like, like we do on the staff. Yeah, I think I've got a lot of fun uh, inter-squad um, scrimmages in the fall. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it, we, it's as competitive as scrimmages I've been around. I'll tell you that. I mean, our, our guys, our guys, you know, we've had two. We'll scrimmage again Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I wish they could be opened up. Um, as soon as I, I can assure you, as soon as they are opened up to friends and family and, and everyone other than scouts that we will open them up. Um, we won't, you know, we you know, just podcasting with you guys tonight, it makes it feel a little bit more like we're getting back to normal. Um, you know, so we're just, you know, we're just going to try to control what we can control right now. And, um, you know, it's like I said, at the very beginning of this podcast, I mean, every day there's no guarantee for tomorrow. I mean, it, it, it's, I never thought I would say that as, um, you know, as a college baseball coach, you kind of get into the rhythm of, the fall and the winter training and the preseason and then the season, the 56 games and the postseason and all that stuff, summer recruiting. But hey, last spring, you know, as we all learned, it can go away like that. So 
Um, tomorrow we have practice and we've got bullpens and we're just going to try to be really good at that and enjoy that. We're going to wear our masks and we're going to keep our distance as much as we can because those things are going to ensure us the best opportunity to show up on Thursday. So that's all we can do. All right. I have a ruling from Mark Colomb. What you got? We, I, I, I texted him about the South Dakota thing. He says, we have never had a player from South Dakota. Nice. In fact, there are only four baseball players in the entire world from South Dakota. Hmm. And we have one of them. He went on to tell me that Roger Maris is one of the four, but upon further review, Roger Maris is actually from North Dakota. Hmm. To which point, Mark said, what's the difference? <laughs> apparently, apparently, there's a difference, according to the government. So... <laughs> So, so apparently, what according to Mark Cologne, and there will be no further research done on the subject, we have never had a player from South Dakota prior to this. So. Or or number 51, I would assume. Um, <laughs> we have a number 51. Right. Yep. What's that? You're probably right, since I think we asked when it was 49, right? I think so. Yeah, I think I think so. You've got you've got the first ever South Dakota player wearing the first ever number fifty one. Only good things can happen. That's right. Oh, here he comes back. Terry Francona, Sparky Anderson, Keith Folks, and Sean Doolittle are all South Dakota. That's what. Sean Doolittle's from South Carolina. He must or South Dakota. He. That's what Mark says. Hmm. Actually, um, you know, way back in the day, I hosted him on a recruiting visit. I didn't know that. So there you go. There's there, that, that the Don Colonna has spoken. <laughs> All right. So now, as you were talking about practice, when does your fall season wrap up? Yeah. So we, I mean, we opened up fall, uh, fall practice um, this past Friday and um, we'll run all the way through October 30th. So our tentative fall world series dates are October 28th, 29th and 30th. Uh, I think the 30th is a Friday off the top of my head. Um, um, is that correct? You guys, I just want to make sure I got that right. Yes, yes um, it is. Yeah. So, the t so right now it's supposed to wrap up on the 30th. Um, we've got the, the first blocked off in case we get pushed back for rain or something, you know, it's an outdoor sport. Um, so that's, that's when we're run. And then that will break into our, our, our post fall segment of skill and, and emphasis on training and, um, going from there. So. Well, I know we've been going for a while. I told you, I told you guys this was going to go. We knew this was going to be a couple hours, and it just is. I mean, yeah. you guys, we got to talk about. Yeah, but it's all good stuff, right? It's I mean, it's great stuff. It's all great stuff, and um, I, I hope, I hope all the fan base and, and family members watching can hear in our voices just how excited we are just to be on the field with with these these players each and every day. I mean, it's it's so much fun, and it's hard. I mean, opening days in five months, less than five months. It's going to be here. It's going to be here before we know it. So, um, you know, we're just uh, – we're excited. It's, it's a good group. Well, let's touch on a few things going forward beyond fall practice as best we can, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Sure. I know, I know you guys – last January you started this, this awesome thing with the, the first pitch dinner. Uh, I know tentatively right now you have that on the schedule, yes? Yeah, tentatively right now we're shooting for January 29th. It's not – it's unofficial. It's not confirmed. Um you know, as you can imagine with everything going on in the world. Um, right. You know, but we're tentatively going for January 29th. Um, we have two 
Uh, we have two guest speakers uh, confirmed. Um, I'll just I'll say they're both currently in the big leagues at this moment. That's really all I can kind of reveal right now. But it's it's going to be a big night. Um, last I mean, last year was probably in my my ten years of coaching. Last the banquet this past year might have been one of the coolest nights of my career. Um, just just getting to just getting to feel that energy and and the former players from all eras of, of Charlotte baseball and hear the stories and go to the, you know, the post event, you know, by campus and hear more stories. And, um, you know, it was just neat. And I'm just, I'm, I'm optimistic, optimistic as heck that, um, you know, we're going to be able to run it back again because our goal, you know, we, we got our goal last year was to have over 200. We had 250 people. And then you know, this year's goal is to get up, get over 400 in the room and so we're gonna have we've we've got bigger space reserved um on campus it's still tbd if we're gonna be able to be on, able to be on there um you know at this current time but we're also in the, in the you know we're looking right now at potential off-campus sites as well I and mean, we're gonna do whatever we can if we get if we get a green light to have another banquet we're gonna have another banquet um you know as long as first and foremost everyone's health health can you know is is safe and and we can do it in a safe manner, but, um, you know, it's just, it's such a big night. It's such a big night for the program. I mean, heck, B-Rob, Toby, our whole staff, we were calling people from all areas of Charlotte baseball and hearing stories. So, um, yeah, we'll certainly try to do that again. Um, I'm just under a month from now, we're scheduled to have our second annual golf tournament on October 17th. Um, as of right now, it's still a go. Um, we have 23 or 24 foursomes signed up right now so our cap's 25 so that'd be 100 um you know friends and family friends family and former players of 49 baseball playing golf at rocky river october 17th hopefully we can um you know pull that off um we'll make a call here in the next week or so if we can um but hopefully we will but we're always going to try to continue to do things like that i mean it's um, the most important people in our program are certainly our players and their families. And then from that, it's the former players and former families. I mean, it's, it, it, it is and always will be. So um, anything we can do to, to, you know, to stay connected with, with the alumni and, and have and provide opportunities to come back here and, and, you know, get back on campus and get back to the stadium and get back around, you know, get to know me better and back around B-Rob and get to know Toby better and, you know, get to see our players and that sort of thing. I mean, we want to do it. So, um, you know, we're, we're to continue these things. These will be mainstays of the program. And anybody, if you missed that, if you missed that first pitch dinner last year, don't, don't make that mistake again. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a, you know, don't, don't, don't. It, was, it was a fantastic evening. And, uh, and I also, also endorse getting to know Toby too. That's, that's like a must. You got to do that. <laughs> You know, one neat, one neat thing too. I'll, I'll throw out there. We're excited about it. And just you know, I, I, it fires me up to see you seeing, seeing you wear the new, uh, you know, the new green all in C hat, and, and Kevin rocking the uh, the CLT hat. Um, Turn that thing around, Kevin. Can't see the CLT. And it's, um, you know, I, I don't know if no people know this, but our entire coaching staff. Uh, you know, we. I guess if you hate them, I, I hope it's probably not something we should tell. But our coaching staff. Um, you know, along with, with obviously administration and, and Ray Bolger and equipment. But, you know, we spent hours and hours and hours in the office, <laughs> you know, tweaking and designing and talking and discussing 
you know, what we wanted our uniforms to look like, you know, really to the detail. Um, and we're just excited to unveil those in the coming months. We've seen the artwork of, of we're going to have six brand new uh, jerseys and I think four or five sets of pants to go along with those. Um, you know, we'll be wearing white and green spikes um, along with green spikes um, to, you know, to match accordingly. So, um, you know, just things like that. We're going to, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna. I mean, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the the Bold Rush rebrand and you know the energy that it's bringing to our program, not only on the recruiting side of things, but also just like you know the day in day out tangible energy that we're our players are feeling. And um, you know, we've got the new logo up on the scoreboard now today. I mean, just it seems like every day it's just kind of like you know fresher and newer and moving and forward and momentum. And so you know that's. That's it's neat to be a part of, and um, I think the fan base is really going to like the not only the versatility, not only the options, but just you know the versatility of of the uniforms, and they're going to be different. You know, not that you know it's it's, it's going to be fresh. We, we look think. good, play good. Yeah, yeah. We're we're the only we're the only sport that coaches have to wear uniforms, so we might as well try to you know put something good together. Right. Well, I can't wait to see this roster. And the new uniforms in the spring. So we're all excited. Before before we wind this down, what do you what do you put put in a plug for for next season as far as the schedule and what what you know and what you want to what what do, what do you want to drop? What kind of knowledge do you want to drop here? Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, there'll be some there'll be some things I guess Niner fans are probably used to, or. Um, We'll play an SEC weekend, SEC opponent weekend two here at the Hayes in Missouri, um, which will be neat because I think five of their pitchers trained at P3. So I think there'll be a nice little, you know, we had 18 and they had five. So there'll be a nice little rivalry from, um, you know, on the pitching staff side of things, which will be cool. But Missouri will come here weekend two, which will be nice to have an SEC opponent come in here. Um, weekend four, let's see, weekend four, we'll, we'll, we'll play the return series at East Carolina. So, um, you know, they came to us obviously this past, this past year. So we'll go to Greenville weekend four. um, one of the neat things about, um, you know, not the neat things, but, um, one of the adjustments to our conference play is this year with COVID they, they've, they've gone from 10 series to eight series in conference USA. And, um, we've scheduled more regionally in terms of really having an East and a West division type. So, um, you know, we've, We've picked, instead of us playing 10, we've had to pick up two non-conference opponents. So um, essentially like you play 10 weeks of conference play traditionally weekend one of conference and weekend 10 of conference has been, you know, opened up. So we got on the phone and, and uh, made some calls and we scheduled, you know, instead of having that first conference weekend that became open, we're now going to play a home series against college of Charleston and that'll be weekend five. So, um, you know, the Cougars are always very good. They're playing in postseason. Um, that'll be a really big test for us here at home. Um, another neat thing I'd say worth mentioning is like with the regional scheduling, um, we're actually going to play one Conference USA opponent twice, and that's going to be Old Dominion. And the neat thing about that is, is that will be um, a three-game series in late April, and then um, it'll be here at home, and then – the, the following weekend, the first weekend in May, um, we'll actually go to Old Dominion and play them. So it'll be a little bit like professional baseball style in terms of like kind of a six game series and play at both sites, 
And, um, you know, we're both pretty, you know, obviously really good programs playing in, you know, regional environment could, could, you know, spark a really nice, uh, you know, some really nice atmospheres at both of those games. And coach Fenwood is, is a heck of a coach there. And he and I, he and I are friends. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, you know, six really hard fought games for sure. Um, one of our conference series in the middle of May is going to be at Rice. So we'll make a trip to Houston this year. That'll be one of our conference, our conference series. Um, and when we come back from Rice, the following weekend will be, we'll wrap up, um, we'll wrap up our regular season. Again, that was the original 10th weekend that we were supposed to play a conference opponent that opened up and um, our coaching staff got on the phone and scheduled a home series against UNC Wilmington. So again, we wanted to really try to um, find two regional opponents that we felt like had real shots at, uh, at playing um, in the postseason, being NCAA caliber teams and bringing them here to Charlotte and, and having, you know, two really high quality series. So um, those will be, those will be, those will be series that, you know, we will certainly uh, be looking forward to, you know, packing the haze. Definitely a schedule that could uh, produce an at-large bid if we, are successful with it. So uh, kudos on the schedule and uh, looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, it's, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. If we can't find, if we can't find tough baseball teams to play, then I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hotbed. So uh, we're always going to play a really tough schedule. Um, you know, we're close to confirming some uptown games and some potential games at in Kannapolis. Um, nothing really too much more to say on that, but I'll let you guys know when we do. Um, we certainly want to continue that partnership with the Knights and, and playing uptown and truest ballpark now as, as it's been renamed. Uh, as I believe, you know, I think our coach and staff all agrees that it's the nicest minor league baseball facility in, 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 in all of baseball. And, um, you know, being able to showcase our program and, and our opponent, um, you know, in that environment, is always going to be a priority for us and give our fan base that opportunity to come see us play there. That and that would be that'd be awesome news. That um, I mean, in, in the Knights ballpark is is everything you say it is. Um, that new park in Kannapolis is is right down the road. The Diamond Nine Report is headquartered in Cabarrus County, not too far from Kannapolis. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. It is. <laughs> and that's that park. Uh, we've been we've been going there some this this summer because they opened the concession stands and stuff like that. And I mean, it's it's it, people will want to see that. It'll be good. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're excited. We're excited to keep the dialogue going and hopefully work something out. Awesome stuff. Well, guys, it is, it's, it's like 20 to nine. And those of you that are watching, watching this uh, can see that, that, that Bo and Woody and Toby are still at the Hayes. They're in their offices here. So what we need to do is first, thank you guys for coming on and letting everybody in on your thoughts on what all's going on with fall practice and the guys and, and everything. So that's, just awesome that you guys would spend this kind of time with us. Um, I'll give you, give you guys collectively as a staff, one last chance to, to put a bow on it. And then we're going to wrap this thing up. Beer out, lead us off, man. No, I mean, first of all, thank you guys for, for all the time that you guys spend on our program. I know you guys love baseball and we're very appreciative of everything that you guys do for us. Um, and, help, and, and helping us market our program. I mean, you guys have been outstanding, great ambassadors for our program and our team and our school and all that good stuff like that. And and secondly, we, we are excited about this group. We got a lot of good kids, man. We got a lot of good kids that 
that have uh, that that are excited about being here, Charlotte. They want to do something special. We think we got a chance to do something special. Obviously, that's going to happen through hard work and dedication to their craft. And those guys are showing up every single day and getting after it. And we're we're super excited about uh, our future, um, and uh, we're looking forward to the remainder of the fall because obviously the fall is where we make the most ground up, uh, trying to clean some things up and get us prepared to play the level of competition that we're going to play against, like we talked about their schedule, but also thrive in it. So, uh, but I appreciate what you guys do, and, and obviously all of our players that that uh, are giving us everything they got right now. They're they're a special group. I, I can tell you that. Oh, Rob said it all. <laughs> that that's that's what Bo Rob does. Yeah. No, he really he really did. And um, you know, look, we've talked we've talked about these guys a lot. It's it's you know, I, I could sit in here another hour or two longer, just I think we all could just talking baseball, talking about the program. It's it's our passion. Um, I can assure you that when our coaching staff shows up to the office each and every day, it is it's bigger than baseball. It really is. I I I've, I've said it before, but the, you know, four of us on staff are from Charlotte. We grew up here. If, if we didn't play here, we're, we grew up here. And, um, you know, all five of us are from the state, you know, from the state of North Carolina. And we're just, we're passionate about it. And one of my, you know, one of my biggest goals as, you know, as the head coach here is for, is to know, you know, one day that, you know, we are playing, we are playing in Omaha and the city of Charlotte is watching us play in the college world series. I mean, that I thought, I, I thought about that a lot over, over, um, you know, the five months that we were, you know, away from the program and, and remote and, and away from our team and, you know, having zoom meetings and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's the thought I keep going back to is, is how amazing that feeling would be knowing that, you know, our, the, you know, us as a coaching staff with, with this group of players or, you know, or, or, you know, to, to be playing, you know, in front of the city of Charlotte, watching us on ESPN, you know, I, I just, I can't imagine a better feeling. So it's certainly not guaranteed. It's certainly not anything that, um, you know, we're predicting, but it is certainly something that we are going after as a coaching staff and our players are going after as a team um, and wherever the chips fall, they fall. But, it's something it's something that is is certainly on our minds and something that we you know we talk about and, and think about daily. Kevin, producer Brad, we're doing this show from Omaha. That's the goal. We're doing this show from Omaha. We're, we'll probably have to sell plasma to, to make it happen. <laughs> but we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. We're doing that. That's happening. All right, guys. Let's let's wrap this up. Here's what's gonna happen. We're going to go away for a little bit. This is our fall show. We'll be back in the spring, all right? We're going to come back. We'll set the table for you in the spring after fall practice is over, and we're getting ready to get, get on the field. So we'll be back with you then. In the meantime, we're going to podcast this for you so you can get it anywhere that you get your podcast. You can get that out there. Um, keep following us on Twitter, Diamond Niner Report. Uh, Twitter, what, Kevin, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram now, right? Yes. Is that, that's right. If it if it's Twitter, it could be either one of us. If it's Facebook, it could be either one of us. If it's it's Instagram, it's Kevin because Kevin's the only one that understands what you're supposed to do with Instagram. So <laughs> it's the truth. So 
look for this look for more info as we get it uh, about the program stay invested we'll keep getting information out there for you um until then what we're going to do is we're going to enjoy some more fall baseball get ready for the spring and hopefully god willing in the spring we're going to see you at the haze Scott Irish.